dude. Oh, Holy fuck. Uh, <laughs> Holy fuck. I know. I know. He's back. I know. I know. <laughs> RTD. Uh, Russell T. Davis is yep. back. The return of the king, I, baby. The return of the king. He is back. Back. I just... My I just, God. I just never expected it. I Never in a million years would I nah. ever predict that Russell would come back. That nah, It's bonkers. It's absolutely crazy. He's coming back to write the 60th. And then... Mm-hmm. Fuck knows how many seasons afterwards. I hope more than, more than one. We don't know. Who knows? Who knows how many he'll do? But I'm just so That's excited he's back. Crazy. He's literally right in the 60th, which is fucking crazy. And... Wow. It's going to be a new Doctor story, so that's mm. even crazier. Will there be multiple Doctors in it? I feel like they'll be more comfortable to come back now if they know Russell was writing it. Yeah, I, I, it's I'm speechless, absolutely fucking we're, speechless. We're we're jumping ahead, Connor. We're yep. jumping ahead here, buddy. Yep. Um, one thing I want to say is that it's kind of a shame because the episode that we're talking about today is a town called Mercy, mm-hmm. which is. Uh, I'm just going to say it's an excellent episode Um, and I feel like it's going to be massively overshadowed by our excitement and what probably is going to dominate this episode is us talking about RTD being back so yeah yeah I I just want to put that out there Mm -hmm. yeah yeah oh well well it's funny because like we're recording this later than usual when we record Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's Tomorrow it's going to be a week since the announcement, and we haven't we've spoken about it obviously like online. Actually, when I found out, I was down the pub, and I well Dan was with me. First thing I did was like tell him to like check the Doctor Who official Twitter because Xavier messaged us in our group chat, friend of the show who comes on every season. Xavier he yep. messaged our group chat with Aiden and I in it, and I thought this was some fucking stupid rumor that you hear all the time, mostly about David mm-hmm. Tennant returning. And then I'm like, that looks like the official Doctor Who website, though, or, like, official Twitter or something. And I'm like, maybe it's just photoshopped. And I checked Twitter, and I I couldn't believe it. And then I, I called you, mm-hmm. and then I, I, I... Had you seen it before I called you? Because I was a bit sent when no. I... No. Okay. So, basically, I was I was at home with Nicole, and we were just watching a movie. Actually, Nicole was asleep. She'd gone yes, to sleep. I found that um, out today, actually. <laughs> I'd had quite a few beers, um, <laughs> as you had, being at the pub. Um, and I checked my phone at one point and was like, I was watching fucking Corbella, so any excuse to check my phone was was taken. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and I checked my phone at one point and it was like, it was an Instagram post from Russell being like, announcement coming at 3.15. And I was like, oh, I bet he's writing like a Doctor Who comic or something because the picture <laughs> was kind of like a comic art kind of thing. Yeah. And he has been, he's written a couple of things for, excuse me, a couple of things for Big Finish recently. Um, and so I was like, probably just that. And then, like, 20 minutes later, I get a call from Connor. At this point, I'm a bit sent. I'm a bit tired as well. And I'm like, it's very late. Connor's calling me. And then, and then I was like, Connor never calls me, so it must be about <laughs> something important. So that's why I answered it. And then Connor just... You sounded, like, in tears, like, in hysterics almost. That, <laughs> that he's back. You didn't even say that. You were like, I'm not going to say anything. You just have to check Twitter now. And as soon as you said that, I was like... No fucking way. <laughs> like, he's not showrunner. Surely not. And I checked Twitter and there you go. My God. Crazy. So, all right. We've been discussing the show for a while now because they're currently shooting 
either Jody's last or second last episode. Um, last one. Last one, yeah. We've been saying for a while now, there must be a showrunner. Is this a recent thing? Is this like, did they know Russell's going to take over when they announced uh, Chibnall and, and Jody was leaving? Like, what do you think? Because I, I don't know what to think. I don't know if this was recently or planned. I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah. It's, here's what confuses me is it's such a weird time to, to announce it just before series 13. I, I understand the need to announce it before series 13 because I feel like during series 13, as always, it's going to be Chibnall haters. And I feel like the whole way through, they're going to be like, Doctor Who's going to be cancelled after this season. Da, 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 da. Whereas now, it's just like, it's another season. I think Josh... No, not Josh. Someone posted it on Twitter. They were like, now Series 13 is just another season that some people are going to like, some people aren't going to like, but we're just going to enjoy it. And Well, it's just going to be a thing, and there's not going to be any debate about whether or not it's going to get cancelled. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, so that's good. But. Yeah, you're, you're right. It is, it is strange, because like... That's all people are going to think about now. And it's, it's weird because yeah, it like... it kind of overshadows it. Yeah, like, I'd say personally for me, I'm still feeling the same way about season 13. Um, I yeah. think, I mean, realistically, we're still just over two years away from Russell's episode because the 60th is in two years in November, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just, we're just over two years. That's still a fucking long time. Like, we haven't even been doing yeah. this podcast for two years. Like, yeah. it's a long time. So, I think people should enjoy what we've got coming up because, uh-huh. you know, it's going to be a fucking long wait till we get a Russell episode. Um, be excited for it, obviously. But, yeah, I'd say don't get overshadowed by it because, you know, there's still a season to enjoy. There's still these specials to enjoy. But, you know, I, I think it definitely was interesting that they announced it when they did. Like, it wasn't even necessarily, like... They didn't even have to necessarily announce it, so it's interesting mm. how, where they that they decided to do it even before a release date for season thirteen. Like it is, it is crazy. It's yeah. I, I, Once again, I, I just let's hold the phone for a little second here. Hold the phone. Mm-hmm. We we do owe an apology because we were supposed to have Dylan on today's show, but because of the change of schedule, ah oh, yes, we didn't. But don't worry, Connor. That's why I'm the best podcast host ever, um, and we made it work. Dylan's on the show today, everybody. Whoa! Whoa! Wait, what? I didn't you serious? see that coming. Incredible. I did. Wait, are you joking? No, he's here. Wait, really? Here he is. Where? Hello? Can, he's there. Hey! Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. I can hear you. <laughs> I can hear you. Excellent. You're, you're a little quiet, but uh, we'll um, make do. Give me two seconds. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Aiden's bamboozled me. I have. It's all a prank. Oh, goodbye, Dylan. Aiden goodbye, is Dylan. the best producer okay. ever. So for, for a small second there, uh, Dylan left the show, uh, joined the show, and now has left the show again. Um, one thing I wanted to say here, Connor, and mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of weird that this is on the show that I'm asking you. Um, can I, should I post this on YouTube? Because I'm recording everything, and, and I've got... I've got a uh, a bunch of cool little surprises installed. You want to you want to uh, you want to post on YouTube? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so we have the video recording now. Why okay, not? So, if y'all want to see the video of the episode, you can jump over onto the YouTube channel. Um, what what's it called? I have it up here. I've re- recently kind of cleaned it up and rebranded it a little bit. Give me a second. Two shakes of a lamb's tail. 
Um, but yeah, if you like to see us talk, if that's something that you're into, God knows why, then... See um, us talk, baby. Yeah, it's just the 50% Doctor Who podcast on YouTube. That was... I, I don't know why I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, we used to post just like the, the audio. audio, books. yeah. Yeah, but now, now I guess... I don't know if we'll do this every week, but big episode. It felt good. It felt like a, a lot of fun to be had. Yeah. So, uh, well, we discussed here's... we discussed that a couple of weeks ago that we might start doing it. So it's like, why not? Yeah. 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 Why not? I'm looking at um, hopefully my background will look nicer in a couple of weeks because uh, that's when all my big renovations are going to start beginning in this room. So apologies mm. for the the clutter. <laughs> I'm getting rid of that horrible blue wall. That TV's coming off. Um, I'm putting that in the garage, that Simpsons poster for a future rental house. So, well, that would be Madness. sorted out. I'd, those are my blue balls right there. That's your blue... Oh, he's got blue balls. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It's uh, just a little Dylan joke. Doing? Here he is. Is he, is he in the building? Hurry, Dylan? Um, hello. That's now. That's better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hello? Hello. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh. Can, can you hear me... Can you hear me better? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Okay, cool. Banging. Little disclaimer for you, Dylan, which we just told I everyone could. on the show, um, is we're going to post the video okay. for the first time of this Zoom. So, What do you mean? You can uh, wait the... now. <laughs> That's a great shot for it. Um, <laughs> over... <laughs> um, on the YouTube, we're going to post the, the video of, of the show. Of the Zoomy. Of the Zoom. I don't know if we've lost Dylan again. No, technical know. difficulties. He's, you kind of hear him. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> we lost Dylan again. Another soldier. We, we tried. Um, <laughs> we tried. Anyways, so... What a wild what? start to this episode. This is insane. This is as crazy been, as uh, Russell coming back. Mate, this has been the, the craziest intro ever that we've ever done on the show. Um... Yeah, I don't know, man. Where, where, where do you want to start talking about this Russell thing? Like, what's... Uh, there's so much to, to theorize. Is it worth theorizing stuff at the moment? We don't we don't really know what we're getting ourselves into. I wonder if he'll do, like, another, like, four-season run or something. Yeah. I don't know. It, like, it's weird. It doesn't feel like... Because, like, he's got so many opportunities now after writing great shows when he left. Mm. So, like, it's no way near anything like a cash grab. Like, he obviously has a story he wants to tell. So I'm interested to see what he'll do. Like, I don't know. I wonder if we'll get callbacks to like his seasons. If like characters yeah. will come back from his seasons. I don't know. Like, honestly, it's, uh, it's so far away. And like after his like, uh, 50, uh, 60th anniversary, we don't even know when we're going to get a season after that. It could be mm. months after that, but yeah, honestly, I don't know. I do not know. It's crazy. I do not know. Uh, it's I feel insane. Something big to consider is that Russell has always been very, very relevant. Um, like, sorry, uh, kind of up to date with how the TV market is going. And I've seen a lot of people talking about this over on Twitter. Mm. Um, you know, Doctor Who was was kind of a little bit ahead of his time, you know, when, when he took over. And then, and then with years and years and... It's a sin more more in particular and more recently that's pushing the boundaries of television, you know, one in terms of like production values, but mainly in terms of the stories it's telling. Like yeah. that that was, you know, the the I don't think there has been anything as, as honest and real 
from a from a gay person's perspective of a, of a TV show out there. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think that's incredible. I'm not saying that we're going to get that kind of... Like, I know we'll get good representation with Davies in charge. He's always been good with that. But uh, I'm not saying oh, it's yeah. going to be this deep story. Who, no- who knows? Like, who knows? Who knows? That's the thing. Who knows? And, and, and that's the thing. Like, it's not going to go back to him doing a 13-episode season. I think the most it would do is, is a 10-episode season. Maybe. But... But there's also a chance that maybe we might stick with the whole six episode, and then have it like a quite a tight story. I, I don't, you don't know. I don't know. I'm just so, I'm just so excited for for any of it. Like I think mm. any of it would be, just like, the fact it's even happening is complete. It's a complete shock to me. When I first read it, I thought it just said he'll be doing the sixtieth. Which yeah. I thought it made more sense to me. I was like, oh, maybe they're just bringing him back for the 60th and then a new showrunner is going to come in. Um, yeah. But then I read it again. I'm like, and it's like, and then like furthermore, I think it said, and I'm like, mm-hmm. holy shit. Like, I thought he was just going to come back and do that like, the 60th. Like, we've said in like passing sometimes how cool would it be if Russell just came back and did a episode. Mm. Uh, now we're getting multiple, which is now just. Now we have so much of it. Surely Moffat comes back and writes like a two-parter or something. That would be lovely. Let, let's check in. Let's see how Dylan's doing. And Dylan's back. Hello. Oh, mate. Oh, no. Everything's just going wrong. What's wrong now? What's wrong? Everything, everything's just going wrong. Like, the audacity is not, it's not working for me. Like, it just won't <laughs> record. That's ideal. Uh, the Wi-Fi is terrible. The Wi-Fi is abs- <laughs> in this house. The Wi-Fi is absolutely terrible. Um, Power state. <laughs> honestly, uh, what? Well, so you try confused. and get Audacity up and running. We are recording. Um, you know, we'll have your audio from this Zoom call, so that's that's not the end of the world. Not um, the end of the world, yeah. But oh. in terms of when we put it on Spotify and stuff, it's nicer to have that that clean audio. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what's going on with it. So I keep clicking record, and it keeps saying uh, error opening recording device. What does that mean? Oh, is this the thing that me and Connor get quite often? Um, have you closed Audacity and opened it up? Yeah, I'm reopening it. I shall do that because we we yeah, get that quite often, that and that tends to fix it. it. Yeah. We're like IT experts on today's show, Connor. Yeah, this is the most wild start to a show we've ever done. <laughs> I'm, crazy. Like I'm so it. sorry. Uh, Dylan, I do you know I... I didn't know you were coming on? Did I tell you that? Yes, I was very, yes. Okay, yes, I, I was like, the fuck's going on? This is like actually crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. We're I'll celebrating. Back. Dylan's a surprise. Okay. Who fucking Okay, knows? Okay, it's recording. Lovely. Hey, there oh, you go. The boys yeah. are back in town. Yes, they are. Let's go. Yeah, they are. Excellent. Not bad. Amazing. Dylan, uh, what is your reaction to the king, RTT? Back, he's baby. Back. Hold on, hold on. Before we get Ooh. to your reaction, it kind of goes hand in hand, actually. Um, one, welcome back to the show. It's good to have you, Dylan. Thank you. Um, and two, you know, where were you when this happened? Like, what was sort of the, you know, were you out? What is it when uh, Jenna found out she was going to be Clara? She was holding an avocado or something? Is there any <laughs> silly story that goes hand in hand? Well, it was so it happened. Was it Thursday or Friday we found out? Friday. Okay, so I think it was Friday for us. I don't know what it was. For no, you guys, it, it but... was it was Friday. It was like two in the afternoon. I think it came out. Um, mm. Okay. I was me and my housemates had just finished completing uh, New Super Mario Bros on the Wii because we'd been playing through that, 
Um, and we just oh, right. we just defeated Bowser, completed all the star coins. It was great. I was on I was on a valley <laughs> high, right? Life couldn't get any better. And then yeah. I get a message from Aiden saying RTD is back. And I was like, well, what do you mean he's back? So I go to Twitter and there it is. He's back running the show once again. Crazy. I honestly, no, I'm telling you, I lost my mind. I... I went to I, yeah. I went to my housemates. I was like, "You won't believe it. He's back. He's back." Now my uh, pop, I live with Poppy, my girlfriend, who obviously is a fan of Doctor Who like me. But I also live with mm-hmm. um, uh, twins who are not fans of Doctor Who. And I was going, "Russell T. Davis is back," and they were going, "Who's that?" And I was like, "It doesn't matter who it is. <laughs> just know that it's good that he's back." Um, <laughs> and and I started. I, generally, I started walking uh, up and down the stairs, shouting, "He's back! He's back! He's back! He's back!" <laughs> Just <laughs> full on Crazy. excitement, and do you know what? Yeah, it's mad. The excitement hasn't left. Hmm. Like, yeah, I saw a tweet of like, do um, does anyone else keep coming back to this tweet and just like smiling? And I keep because I have to check Literally. it's real. I feel like we, we're living in like Literally. a. It's like not the real yeah. world. It's so weird, um, but I'm yeah, very I excited. Yeah. It's Connor crazy. and I, as we were sort of recounting where we were, as we, we found out before you came on, yes. like that instantly brought me back to that incredible excitement as well. It is, it's bizarre. It's I don't think it will dwindle. bonkers. I, I didn't believe it. No, I was like, this is just not fucking happening. This is insane. This is literally mm-hmm. insane. Like, I'm so happy. It's going to be such <laughs> an, it's so going to be so interesting to see what he does. Like, I... I'm so excited to see what he does. Yeah, me too. I, if, yeah. He must yeah. be just spewing with ideas. I reckon even people like like Moffat and stuff, when he left the show, I reckon he gets ideas all the time and it's like, oh, it could have been cool to have done. Yeah. And now totally. Russell's had years of that. And I was just saying to Aiden then, like, it, like, it's not like he was like not doing much. He was out there writing great TV, winning awards. Like, he has a reason to want to come back and yeah. tell a story. And I think that's gonna be so exciting like, I, I, whatever i don't know what he's gonna do for the 60th but i reckon it's gonna be fucking amazing i can't yeah. wait it's, it's crazy. i'm more excited uh for obviously it's exciting that you know um the guy who helmed the probably the best era in new who uh in terms of like popularity and in terms of consistency is back but yeah I'm totally also, i'm also excited for the fact that of how much he's done and how much he's grown as a writer since Doctor Who, and especially now that we live in yeah. we live in a society that is more, um, well, uh, more I don't want to say tolerant because that makes it sound like the things there that we're for are, are bad things. We're more accepting. That's the word of different mm. cultures and different types of people, whatever. And Russell Russell has always been like that, but because of the way society was back in like two thousand five, he couldn't necessarily have those sort of explicit characters. Whereas now yeah. he, he can do that, you know. It, there is the possibility of an openly gay companion or a you know, like a gay couple on the TARDIS team or a trans companion or whatever. Like there there's and the way that he writes characters as well, especially in It's a yeah. Sin if we get a car- a companion that is to the level of what the characters in it's a sin it's a sin were like we're like it's going to be great there's no way that it can't be good you know no totally just yeah. just before you came on um me and connor were talking and i was saying how much the television climate has changed yes. over the past like 15 years and how he's always been at like the pinnacle of that he's always been like 
leading the way for British television, to be yeah, honest. he has. And, and I think this new season isn't going to be like anything we've seen in Doctor Who before no, that he I does. Do um, and, um, but then I also feel like it's going to be familiar in a good way. It's going to be a good like middle ground of familiarity mixed with like kind of pushing the boundaries of, of TV, which is very cool. Sorry, perhaps. Very cool. Yeah. Time. yeah that's what, nice. So um, there is like staying to the topic of, you know, RTD coming back. There is one mm-hmm. thing, I, one thing I do want to say, and that is everyone seems to want it, but I'm highly, highly against Murray Gold coming back. Yeah. I don't want it. I've heard a few people say that, yeah. I I stand in sort of a a spot where I'm like, I'm fine to bring him back for the 60th or something because he's been such a big part of the sound of the show. That would be great. But once we... Well, it depends. If they use the 60th to kind of kick off RTD's new era... Then, then I'd be like, new composer, let's just let's just start it all. Yeah. But if the 60th is kind of maybe just a looking back kind of celebration, then more than happy for Murray to come back for that. But we had 10 seasons of Murray, and Murray's not been gone for anywhere near as long as RTD's gone. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he'll come back, even like, yeah. if he, if, even if he was arsed, I don't think he'd come back. And yeah. I, we don't I, even have the Series 10 soundtrack. <laughs> literally. I also don't, literally. I also don't see... Doctor Who becoming just because of the the TV climate right now and Netflix and streaming services and stuff, I don't see Doctor Who becoming as popular as it was saying back saying like two thousand eight. I just don't see it happening. Even with RTD yeah. coming back, like Pete, the reason why Doctor Who was so popular back then, obviously David Tennant, you know the the consistency in the writing, but also it's because we didn't have any streaming services and YouTube was very early stages. There was yeah. nothing. You know, for people to really do on a Saturday night, and Doctor Who sort of took the the country by storm. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now, totally, it's like, are pe- are we still going to get that? It would be great. I would love for us to have a, you know, an, another David Tennant, another Tom Baker Doctor, where like the whole world knows who they are. But mm. I just don't see it happening. You know, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm more yeah. I'm more excited for the quality of the show to return for RTD storytelling over anything else, you know. Mm. No, I'm in the same boat. There's another big thing that comes hand in hand with this announcement, uh, which we'll get into after we do the intro. Oh, you guys we did it that? live oh, on the show! Oh my god! This this really is the most whack episode ever. This is the biggest show we've ever done. Wow! It's huge. It's incredible. Sounds now. Wow! Wow! That's right. Also, something that the listeners probably don't know is that on Zoom, whenever we do these with more than just Connor and I, we always have to stop and start the Zoom every forty minutes. Uh, because that's how Zoom works when you're cheap and you do it for free. Yeah. But I bit the bullet and um, I finally paid for Zoom, which I probably owed it, to be fair. So now Yay! we don't have to keep restarting the show every 40 minutes. And that saves that me editing time. So it all together. Thank you, King. Thank you. So, thank there you. There we go. Peace and love. lovely? We love it. That's excellent. Um, yeah, so the other big thing that I was going to say uh, is a, a big change in how the show is being made. Is, is that it's now BBC Studios is partnering with Bad yeah, Wolf Productions, Bad Wolf, yes. which is, um, yeah. I think is RTD and Julie Gardner, or is it just Julie Gardner? I don't I know. I think it's Julie Gardner. Yeah, okay. Um, um, and they've made some, some cool shit since they started. Right, so Julie is coming back then. Yeah, she, she, she must be if they're doing Bad Wolf. Yeah. Because um, I think they started that production company in like 2015 or something, and they've done like, is it His Dark 
materials or, or something like I some some really big. They've done big his. Shit. I think it's his dark materials and the Billy Piper show. I hate Susie. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that, was that them? Yes, I'm pretty sure it was. Oh wow, that's awesome! I love that show. It's really good, isn't it? It's really good. It's incredible. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, so, do you think now this is gonna? I'm not necessarily like saying Torchwood, but like, do you think now we'll see spinoffs? Yes. Like, obviously, Russell. Yes. Russell was like the king of those. I think so too. Yeah, no, and I think that is like, exactly what we need. No exaggeration. We need that shit. Okay, think about it this way. So Russell T Davis is coming back, who was in charge, yeah. who was ran the show when there was five shows. Because people forget the two, the other two, which is so you have Doctor Who, the Sarah Jane Adventures, Torchwood. Then you have Torchwood Declassified, which was the behind the scenes Torchwood show. Then so mm-hmm. actually six shows. Then you have Totally Doctor Who, which was the kids sort of Blue Peter program, you. right? And then you have Doctor Who uh, Confidential. So that's six shows. Um, Hmm. He's coming back to do Doctor Who. He's recently said that Doctor Who should have like a Marvel shared universe, right? Yeah. yeah. But I think yeah. the biggest indicator of a Doctor Who spin-off is the fact that BBC Three is coming back to the UK. Like it's going to be a, a TV channel again. Mm. So back I, TV, yeah. I can definitely see a Doctor Who spin-off going on the, the new BBC Three. Um, I yeah, definitely I think it. it's going to happen. I think that's perfect. Yeah, we, we need it. I think it's a great idea. I don't know why they ever stopped. Like they should have given class a second season, like stuff like that. Like mm. do experimental stuff. Yeah. Run with it. Be edgy. You can do a darker show. You can do a lighter show. I think do what you did with Sarah Jane and Torchwood and like do that again with something completely different. And mm. I'm sorry for that. I, again, I don't know why they even stopped that in the first place doing all the spin-offs. I think well, it's a perfect idea. It's another good example of how Russell was always one step ahead and he was always pushing oh, yeah. shit. Like, he made an expanded oh, yeah. universe yeah. before that was the big trend, you know? Yeah, it's true. Um, so it'll be silly if he didn't go back and try and continue doing that now. I do hope. So, mm. oh, sorry. I was just going to say, that's that's an awesome thing to look forward to. I, I'm hoping, for me, the main thing is getting the main show back on track. I don't hate where the show's at now. It's just but, very non-existent. But just sort of get, yeah, um, mm. getting it... Uh, I think it'll be good, even if it is just a six-episode series or something like that. If yeah. we get that in like April, in April, and then we get a spin-off later in the year, and then a festive special, and then maybe yeah. a couple more spin-offs, just having it sort of back on air, or at least like spin-offs, things that are part of the universe, back well, on air at different times of the year will really sort of. That's how we're going to get it a bit more global again and get more people talking about it. I do. I was gonna. Well, sorry. Um, I was just gonna yeah, say. Uh, Aiden and I spoke about how we feel about season 13 and I know there's a lot of memes going around at the moment about how like it's like non-existent how do you feel about season 13 because we're saying like we're still excited for it and yeah. Russell is like still over two years away from writing an episode so um, how, how do you feel about season 13 and all that uh oh I don't I'm not not excited um and I feel like it's very weird for yeah. me especially to come on this show and talk about how I'm not that excited for series thirteen, considering I've I've always been like a a person who's vocally admitted that we shouldn't be shitting on Chibnall as much as people mm. do, but I just don't I don't know the 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 marketing this year has been awful in my opinion, and I know mm. there was that find the doctor thing, but that lasted what a few weeks, and then the end result was just like a, a really nice Led picture. To nothing. 
but it was nothing um and yeah. i'm not a big fan of series 12 uh i wasn't a big fan of revolution of the daleks and it's not a fact that i wasn't even a big fan of it it was a fact that it felt so pointless and so like nothing to me that i just mm. feel a bit empty towards the show right now and I'm more. I I am more excited for series fourteen. Unfortunately, I'm hoping that when series thirteen yeah, comes, well put. when when series thirteen comes out, I'm going to be blown away. But I just don't see it happening. You know. Yeah. 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 That's well put. Yeah. I I I completely agree. That's exactly how I feel about it. Totally. Unfortunately. What What sort of spin-offs would you guys be keen for? I know we sort of touched on maybe Ooh. one lighter one, one darker one again. Well, do we want to just recreate that same formula or one or thing go? One thing that I do want maybe. to come back is Doctor Who Confidential because Yes. The, yes. The Doctor Who Confidential Bring it back. is so Bring it back. so um important to me and like to what I want to do as an adult and I, I know it's not just me, it's loads of other people. The amount of people mm-hmm. I know that watched Doctor Who Confidential and saw that, oh my god, that's how they make that thing. That's how they create those costumes. That's how they, you know, write these stories, yeah. how they direct. It, that sort of, the world of Confidential opens you up to so much more. And I, yeah, just bring back Confidential. Let's get kids inspired to want to make things, you know. Um, yeah, I totally just, agree. Yeah. That's um, that's sort of a big reason why I think, whether it was intentional or not, probably a, more of a subconscious thing. Is, is why I'm into to film now and why that's what I do. I think it's why we all do what we do. Yeah. And and Doctor Who's always been a show that has been so transparent about the way it's been made. Like down to things like Doctor Who magazine, which always go behind the scenes of stuff. I've got those two magazines that just came out recently that yes. one of them is all about script writing the show and one's all about directing the show over the past sixty years. And and it's incredible. And the fact that we've kind of lost that with with the main show over the past few years. Well, since like season seven, yeah, it's it, it's been a shame. And I want more. I would. I want for this new confidential. I want more than just what we've been getting, where it's just like an interview where they're like, "You'll never believe what's going to happen next week." Like I want it to yeah. be actual. Yeah. Like, and I don't. I don't want Chris Chibnall or Russell T Davis to sit there and tell us about how great these new monsters are. I want you to tell me mm. about how you designed the monsters, how the monsters were created. I want, yeah. uh, there's a really, one of my favorite episodes of Confidential is the, there's two of them. There's the episode that came out with Blink, which is where David Tennant goes around to the create, like most of the creative people in Doctor Who at the time and asks them what Doctor Who, uh, how Doctor Who inspired them to want to make things. Very good episode. Mm. And then the other one is the Waters of Mars episode because you get to see how they deal with scary stuff. And like how they have to look at loads and loads of different designs and determine which one is too scary for children and which one is just scary enough that it could work on TV without being uh, like pure nightmare fuel. I want stuff like that. I don't want, I want, I'm talking proper 45 minute documentaries about every episode of Doctor Who. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. We're pretty blessed with 45 minutes. I don't know if we'll ever end up with a 45 minute one again yeah i'd love it um but but even just like like 20 to 30 minutes yeah, yeah. would just be amazing because yes. now we literally get nothing like the blu-rays come with shit oh, all yeah on it's, oh, it's ridiculous it annoys me and the only the only sort of extras we get now from the jody era is um those like weird youtube challenge videos 
which mm. they're fun if they're, <laughs> oh, f- they're they're fun if you're like you know a child and i've watched a few of them and yeah. you know, it is fun to see them interact they're clearly all very good friends behind the scenes but mm. i'm not getting anything from those videos you know whereas with the the moffat era and the rtd era there was just so much stuff there was so much stuff i just miss it honestly i really mm. do miss it yeah so, other than yeah. uh, Confidential, is there any, like, a story-based spin-off that you'd like to see? Um, I, oh, do I, I don't know. I think I, I think it all depends on what is happening during RTD's first season. Because I, I'm, totally. I'm really against the idea of, like, people like, oh, give them, give the Paternoster gang a, a, a spin-off. And I don't, <laughs> it's like, they haven't been around for, like, nearly 10 years. I don't think they... Are in the public consciousness anymore? Them getting a spin-off yeah. doesn't make sense. So, if you were asking me now with like the Chibnall era, who should get a spin-off? The answer would be Joe Martin. A Joe Martin spin-off mm. would be really interesting. But I, I have no idea what the landscape of RTD's Doctor Who is going to look like. I have no idea who the recurring characters are, what's going on. Um, if he wants to bring back Torchwood, then give a Torchwood spin-off. If he wants to bring, if he wants to keep Unit on, do a Unit spin-off. But Right now, I, I don't know in terms of story. I just want Doctor Confidential back. Yeah, no, totally. Connor, what about you? Um, I'd like something. I think Torchwood's like had has it has it uh, had its day, mm. but um, I would like something very similar to that. I mm. want a dark something that Torchwood was a darker show. Yeah. Um, you Dylan just said a unit show. I didn't even think of that. That would be awesome. Mm. A show that follows unit. Listening to these That'd unit big sick. finishes that I've been listening to has just really exactly made me right. be like, there's so much potential there. Uh, Kate oh, and Osgood are silence, great characters. Like, that'd be, like, they just do, like, why why not have unit? It's so weird. Fight the silence. Fight weeping angels. Mm. Yeah. It's like, why not? It's, it's like, that could be, just just do it. People mm. want it, do it. It's very why odd not? that we haven't had a unit spin-off, like, ever. I know, obviously, there's the big finish oh. ones, but the fact that there's never been a on-screen TV unit spin-off is insane yeah. to me. Mm. It's ridiculous. They're really cool. Like, I just I just watched Power 3, and they're a really cool presence in it. They've been in Doctor Who for ages, and I think, yeah, it's the perfect time to do it. it, mm. it Russell would be great at picking a head showrunner for for like unless he wants to do it himself i don't know it depends on how busy he is but yeah. like he could pick like a main rider that we could really trust and they could just take it in their own direction and i think i think it's a perfect idea and i think it's going to happen like we said he had that quote a couple of weeks ago like yeah. mm. he he clearly has these plans and i think that's so exciting and i just again i just think why not have the silence do that yeah i i i, I that would just be to have like unit have its own series have another one on some fucking bizarro planet yeah do 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 whatever the hell you want you've got this mm. doctor who is a show it's very rare you get a tv show at doctor who where it's endless potential yeah endless mm. potential you could do anything and why not take that that's like that is a writer's dream to just be able to sit down with like a, a blank piece of paper and, just do and you've got this whole world. Yeah. Do mm. whatever you like. And I, I think explore the darkness of like have like a series following the Cybermen as they're taking over planets and it just follows Cybermen and it, it shows what they're doing. Show the Daleks. Show their motivation. Like imagine if we had a show that followed villains and the villains were the main characters. 
Yeah. Realize it from their side, from their perspective. Cool. Like, oh, just, I, I could, I can sit here and dream all day. Will it happen? Who knows? Yeah. But I think stuff like that would be really sick. I'm going to, yeah. oh. I, I think it's in great hands, so why not? You I, know? Hmm. I hate to be annoying. Very good. I hate to interrupt and be annoying. Uh, I'm going to have to turn, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to uh, turn my camera off because my phone is going to die. So I need to charge it for a bit. Um, that's all no good worries. and if it's on that's charge fine. it's like it, I won't be able to have a good camera angle so I'm just yeah gonna, yeah yeah no that's all good uh, I'm also no gonna, worries I'm gonna put myself on mute for a second as well all good cool that's fine um, what I was gonna yeah. say is is I was talking to Vinny on Snapchat uh, overnight and like I, I was saying you know what what sort of spinoffs do you want and she was you know of course Vinny was saying give us the Give us the David Tennant, Billy Piper parallel world spin-off, even okay. if it's just a one-off special. And I was okay. like, nobody wants that. Um, a lot of people want that. Not me. So nobody. Um, and <laughs> then what I was like, I said, you know, bring us, you know, Sarah Jane, but the Sarah Jane Adventures gang, but with Ace as the lead or something. And then she was like, yeah, but we, we should probably, to be honest, have some stuff that's some new spin-offs. Mm. And I was like, yeah, that's right. But... Uh, uh, oh, and then she said, and the Sarah Jane characters, they're done. And I was like, no, they're fucking not. And then it hit me. I was like, how about, it, it's, I guess, the sequel show to the Sarah Jane Adventures, but the uh, the kids, they're all like our age, like mid-20s, yep. struggling with those kind of problems. Maybe there is a mentor character like Ace or someone from the new RT, from someone RTD2 yeah. or something. Um, <laughs> and... And, like, it becomes kind of a very human drama with, obviously, a bit of an alien aspect to it. Yeah. But I think that would be awesome to see how those characters are a decade later, I, the problems that they're dealing with now, and that could possibly be the adult show. I had you know, this Just because they were the kids it. originally, yeah. it'll be awesome to see them dealing with really dark shit. I did have this idea for a show similar to that where... It was going to be called. It was going to be a special, so it was going to be three episodes, each half an hour long. But on iPlayer, it would go up mm-hmm. as an as a ninety minute sort of film um, yeah. about Luke, Rani, and Clyde returning to Bannon Road to basically. Uh, Luke needs to go back to get something from Bannon Road, but it's been a while since he's been there, so he doesn't want to go without the support of his friends. And it would be the villain would have to be the trickster. Because the trickster is obviously the main villain of the Sarah Jane Adventures, probably the most iconic villain. Uh, and I think mm-hmm. it would, it, like you said, it would be about um, the sort of problems of that we have now uh, facing our, these characters that we love. But also I'd want it to be about grief and about uh, overcoming grief and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I do definitely agree with what you were saying about the sort of a sequel to the Sarah Jane Adventures. Yeah. Because what's cool about Sarah Jane as well is that the whole way through the show, I mean, I'm saying this without watching it in years and we've never actually, like I've not watched every episode, but from my recollection and from talking to people, it kind of matures season by yes, season as well. Yes, it does, it does. So it would maybe feel like the natural progression that that it does go to quite a, a dark, more serious spot in the future. So that could be cool. Yeah. Mm. I agree with you, Connor. I think potential. Torchwood's done. I think if they go down a different sort of adult show i'd maybe want something fresh unless it was this sarah jane 2 thing but um yeah i don't know crazy fucking crazy right it really is yeah i i have another 
Uh, sorry, I feel like I've been blabbing on for the past five minutes. But I do have one other thought that could be cool okay. with this. And and this is all just dumb. Like It's not even a theory. It's just me saying, how cool would this be? But so Russell's coming back. He's show running, obviously, the special. And then, you know, they say Seasons Beyond. How cool would it be if he kind of wasn't actually showrunner for the Seasons Beyond? And he becomes kind of the Kevin Feige of like the Doctor Who universe. And he's there to kind of maybe guide a showrunner that's currently running the show. And he's there watching over all the other shows with Bad Wolf Productions or whatever. And he's kind of, you know, pulling all the strings and making it all kind of work together. Yeah. I don't know. I do- Honestly, who knows? Yeah. It's not... I think, I think that could be interesting. But if I'm being honest with you, I think... That sounds like a retirement plan. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, do you know? Do you know? Do you know the actor Danny Dyer? I'm assuming uh, you know Danny Dyer. Not from memory, he's in like loads of like British gangster films or whatnot. Where, so, anyways, he he is in EastEnders and has been in EastEnders for I don't watch EastEnders, but he has been in EastEnders since like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. Like since 2013, yeah. um, and he's basically came, come out and said that. Uh, EastEnders is his retirement like he's just gonna do EastEnders and then once he's done he'll finish acting I feel like I kind of feel like RTD returning to Doctor Who is a bit of a you know if, if I'm gonna do this and then if I come up with any ideas I might write them and might make something but I don't know I feel like this is he's nearing the end of his career and I think the Kevin Feige thing would if that was the case I think the Kevin Feige uh idea would definitely like be an indicator of that you know yeah yeah maybe you never know because i i messaged one of my mates about it and he was like oh sounds good could just be a cheap cash grab and i was like i don't think it can be to like come back to a show that you already like killed like he's been open about how much it killed him working the show from just how much he had to do um, for like, I think it was 2003 was when they started planning the show. Yes. All the way did. up to 2009. Wow. So that's, what, six years of his life. To then, you know, go make incredible award-winning yeah. stuff that isn't isn't just award-winning. It's also very good financially in terms of like viewership and stuff like that. And then to then come back to the show and devote at least another like five years of his life to it is... You must have some some great story you want to tell there to be able to do that. Like I, I don't think this could be a cash grab. Yeah, me either. Yeah, mm. it's crazy. It's still crazy. speechless. I think I will always be speechless that he came back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not gonna get old. It's literally bananas. Is there whether or not <sighs> it's in the in his first season back or or just whenever? Is there any character or characters in particular? That you maybe would like to see him bring back because I I, I do oh, feel like Jones, we are gonna see maybe some some returning faces maybe in his second season or something. I what do did Martha. you say, Connor? Martha Jones. I agree. Yes, please. I agree. Yes, Martha spin off, yeah. please. Yeah. <laughs> Give me all the Martha. I just want. Uh-huh. Uh, That'd be awesome. If, if I'd be down for that. Mm-hmm. If Martha was to come back, else, but as a companion, I'm sure we're gonna get. I'm sure we're gonna get quite a few. Like I said, you know, I think we're gonna get quite a lot. Mm. And it would just be cool to see, honestly. I I think I think it'd be really cool to see, just like Martha coming back, just ah, oh, just just so many people could, and I think that's just the, the the best part of them coming back. Like it's like, yeah, honestly, I'm 
I'm pretty speechless about the whole thing. Yeah. And the fact as well that RTD was originally planning to bring Nicholas Courtney back to actually meet the doctor in yeah. Nicholas Courtney is uh, the brigadier. To, to actually meet the doctor, he brought Joe back and then was intending to also bring uh, Ace back. Well, at least, I don't know if that's been confirmed, but that no, was a rumor for the was, Series 5 finale of confirmed. Sarah Jane. It was confirmed. She was it was confirmed? Back. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And so, like, the fact that he was planning on bringing back even more characters than he already had just kind of shows that that's the show, at least at the time, that he wanted to do. And by the sounds of it, that's that's what he wants to do even more so now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just exciting. exciting, isn't it? It's just very, very exciting. It is, yeah. Um, it's very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that we have had a 45-minute show so far just talking about Russell coming back just, I, I guess, kind of shows our excitement, you know? Yeah. Like... Fucking hell, we should be talking about Series 13 right now, but there's no fucking trailer. Exactly. Like, it's, no. There's no oh, date. This, it's it meant just... to be coming out next month, apparently. This month, it's, it's October 1st tomorrow. It's meant to be coming out, like, this month, um, apparently. If I'm, it's fucking bonkers. If I'm being completely honest, I mm-hmm. don't think, had I been a kid now, and Doctor... I don't think I would be a massive fan of Doctor Who like I, like I am now, if I was a kid yeah. during the Jodie... Because you get... There's nothing... There's literally nothing like. There's no no marketing mater- marketing material really. There's no trailer. Like I used to live and die there's no for no merch. The- exactly. There's no merch. Like the are oh, it honestly. I feel so bad for them. I feel so bad for them. Yeah. Um. No. It's 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 shit. Like I don't know why they're keeping the date so close to their chest. Um. I. What? I don't. I know Jody. I think on the fifteenth of October is going to be on Graham Norton. Yes, yes. So yes. I guess that it, I'd be surprised if it was more than a fortnight after that that sh- that the show was coming back. But I also was reading that apparently uh, on Sunday nights between six and nine, the schedule's pretty much full, like with shows that they already know the ep- episode count of, um, and they're full all the way up to October thirty first, and then November seventh. Between like seven and eight, and oh, six and seven, and eight and nine, there's there's going to be gaps in the schedule. So maybe November seventh is is when we're going to end up getting it. I don't get I don't get the the I I I really don't understand the secrecy behind the date it's coming out. Like ridiculous. It's it's so yeah, you know literally. when when series eleven was cu- when series eleven was uh, in production and we knew nothing. It was exciting because it was like. It will be completely fresh to us, but now it's just annoying. You know, poor John Bishop mm. can't go on TV and say anything because he's too scared about being <laughs> anything, told off. Yeah. Literally, that was funny. That he little interview. Can't say he like anything. said his last name, his character's last name, and he got in trouble. It's like the fuck. Ridiculous. Adam Plaster. What the hell is that going to get away? Give away? It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's it's absolutely yeah, ridiculous. I don't know. I don't get it either. I don't get it either. I, if anything, it will make people more excited because they got something to look forward to. They got a date. They can say it's a couple of weeks away. Yeah. Like, yeah. People on Twitter will start doing fucking countdowns, rewatches. It will get trending again on Twitter. It's just. And it. Why? Why? Why are we? How can we come up with better ideas with marketing than they do? That's oh. their jobs. Like, it, how the hell can we come up with better ideas? It does annoy. It's like, you. what do these people do? Yeah. It does annoy me as well because I've always been sort of a defender of the Chibnall era. I've obviously got my problems, but I've always been like, look at it from this angle. But the more and more stuff, the more and more we go on with this era, the less and less they give me to defend. It's just like, <laughs> it's like they're purposely trying to piss me off. 
you know, in terms of the, yeah. the writing, yeah. the marketing and whatever. Um, very quickly, looping back to RTD, coming back, very sorry. I just want to say one thing, one last thing. Um, just because Russell T. Davis is returning to Doctor Who doesn't mean that Doctor Who will then return to Saturday nights, which I, I think a lot of people are sort of hoping for. And Christmas. Yeah, and Christmas. It's not Chibnall's fault that those things aren't happening anymore. It's the BBC who have imp- who have mm. put Doctor Who on. So I think Christmas might be Chibnall's fault. Um, so yeah. RTD probably can write a good Christmas special. But the Saturday nights thing, maybe it'll come back. I would love it to come back on Saturdays, but I, just, I, I don't know. It's so baffling to me that everyone liked Doctor Who being on Saturdays because obviously Connor and I never kind of grew up with that and we've always just watched yeah, it on know, like right. Sunday morning or whatever. But to yeah. me, a new episode coming out on Saturday night sounds like the worst fucking thing in the world. Like, I'm going to be at the pub with my mates, you know? <laughs> yeah, especially when you're older. Yeah, it just wouldn't have... That's yeah, the thing that we were kids, obviously, like you said. But like, yeah, I, I know. The only, the only thing that works better for us, I think, was that we got it Sunday morning, yeah. you know? Mm. In Australia, whereas now, now we get really it Monday morning. <laughs> Monday morning is just really yeah. inconvenient. You got work. Like mm. I used to like watch it on my iPhone on the way to work. Like I'm like this fucking sucks. And if it, if I cared about the show more, I never would have. I never would never do that. But I would like normally just watch it on my phone on the way to work because I just didn't really give a shit. Yeah. Or like at lunch or something. And it's like, yeah, I just think purely because of inconvenience for the Australian people, I would like it to return. But yeah, I agree. I. I don't know if that will change. Like, hmm. it's yeah, it it is very much the BBC as well saying stuff. It's not always just the the, the showrunner who goes, "I want to air on this day." It's like no, like other shows air too. The BBC are going to have their say. It is their network yeah. after hmm. all. They want they're going to want to air it when they want to air it, and you know, the king rules all. Which is BBC. If they say it, it has to be done. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do you guys mm. ever... ever? <laughs> Sorry. What? This is so dumb. I just kind what? of thought of it then. You guys ever notice that um, the BBC is literally Big Black Cock? Oh my God, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> is it Big Beautiful Women as well? I think it's two things. That's BBW. Big... Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, shit. Sorry. That's Fuck. T- <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, BBC. That's um, that was a good plan. That BBC, nice one. Yeah, that's what they're going for. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was such a don't type BBC in your uh, search engines, people. You never know what's going to come up. Now See what happens. Yeah, I heard um, Pornhub is streaming. You just have to streaming Doctor Who. You just have to type up BBC for it. Anyways, um, a town called Mercy. Dylan, why did you want to come on to talk about a town called Mercy with us today? Toby. Because this episode, unlike the last two episodes I was on, where I was just like, I want to just spend some time with Connor and Aiden. No, this episode Thank is you. my favourite Matt Smith episode. Uh, it's it's also an episode that I have a lot of love for, a lot of nostalgia for. Um, and yeah, it's just I just love this episode. That's why I wanted to come on. Oh, hey, hey, yeah, boy. Soundbite. Hey, woo. That's enough of that. Um, Damn, they love us. They they love Dylan and Dylan's opinions. Um, no, that's great. It's good to have you back on, and um, I agree. This is a this is a great 
a great episode and it's a shame that it is slightly overshadowed by all the stuff that we were talking about before but yeah great shit mm. it's really great good. shit let's do it let's talk about a town called Mercy, Mercy which is the third episode of the seventh series of the British science fiction television series Doctor Who transmitted on BBC One in the United Kingdom on the Ow. 15th of September 2012 it was written by Toby Whitehouse and directed by Saul Saul Metzine good is man. it Whitehouse or White it's Whitehouse isn't it not <laughs> so Whitehouse. Whitehouse I'm an idiot yeah. The episode featured A. Liam Tyne Traveller, the Doctor, Matt Smith and his companions, Amy Pong, Karen Gillan and Rory Williams, Arthur Darbell, visiting the Wild West, where they encounter a town which is cut off from the rest of the frontier until they hand over Carla Jex, an alien doctor, to a cyborg called the Gunslinger. However, the Gunslinger is a product of experiments by Jex to win a civil war on his planet, and the Doctor is unsure of what is the right thing to do. It's just Doctor Who goes to the Wild Wild West. That's what this is. Doctor Who is a cowboy. And it's great. Yeehaw. It's so Sheriff good. Yeehaw. Bang. Yeehaw. It's funny um, accent. Yeah, let's just let's dive into it. We've already blabbed so much. Connor, let's, you know, start us off. Walk us through the episode. That's my job. That's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can't do it anymore. Alright. Yeah, by the way, before we get into it, yeah, I also think this episode's fucking awesome. And I love it. I'm so happy so, yeah. that you guys like it. You. Yeah, I really do. Um, we start with stars, and we start with a gunslinger who's going to kill a mofo, and he says, oh, my last on. one left. I'm going to cut you off for a second. <laughs> this motherfucker said start, and then stop. <laughs> no, I just, I just thought of something that I've thought about a few times. Is I know it's <laughs> fucking cringy, and I know it's cliche, but even if it's the only reference he makes to his previous run on the show, but when RTD comes back, I just hope he starts with the from space panning yes. down to planet yes. Earth. Oh. Like, even if it's the only nod he ever oh. does to his previous hour, I just think that that would be an amazing, like, I'm back, motherfuckers, yeah. kind of thing. Stop sending Sick. me on a Thursday night, Aiden. Goodness <laughs> me. <laughs> Anyways, Goodness uh, me. Town Called Mercy, stars, go on. Am I the last one? No, there's one left. The Doctor. Dun, dun, dun. Uh. But oh. it's not the Doctor you were thinking of. Mm-mm. Hell no. Hell, Hell no. Um, yeah, I love the... They actually shot this in America, didn't they? In Spain. Yes, it was Lanzarote, La- La- I think. I knew they shot it somewhere. Yeah. Um, it looks beautiful already. You could, you could tell it was shot on location, yeah, it's uh, which I completely love. I, I really think it was great they did that. Um, the design is stunning. I love, I love the design of this episode. I think it's beautiful. The set of the episode is great. Yeah. Just down to the costume department, to all the sets. I it think was it's shot great. In, in Almeria, Spain. Oh. Hey, Spain. Hey, mm. um, And I think it also has such a great start with like Amy, Doctor and Rory all walking up to the town and they got a, a bunch of uh, stones and rocks and stuff. There's that funny joke where he's, he sonics it and goes, there's a bunch of stones and rocks. And I think <laughs> it's a really good enticing start when like he walks into the bar and he's like, you know, my name's a doctor. And they all go and throw him out, and then the gun thing comes along, and uh, doesn't doesn't kill him because he knows it's not it's not Jex. And I just think it's an awesome start to the episode. It's very good. I, it instantly grabs you. It looks stunning. All the performances are great. Murray's score, his little western score, so oh, good. I love it. So instantly, good. what kind of hooks me is is just the location work. Like almost every mm. scene of this is on location, not yeah. on on set, not not in a studio, and 
and that shit just shows, man. Like, especially after two very studio-bound episodes. Yeah. It's really nice to sort of get outside and see the big vista, it, see the landscape. It's also... Oh, yeah. It's very nice to be, um, especially after... Um, the um, the entirety of Series 6 and the first two episodes... And actually, the, the Doctor, the Widow, the Widow, and the Wardrobe, uh, and the first two episodes of Series 7, they're all so dark. Like... Mm. Into, and I don't mean like tonally. I mean like literally. They're all so like someone needs to turn the lights on because they're all so bloody dark. <laughs> and it, it's just so nice totally. to see blue skies and a sun and like the sun. Um, and it just feels yeah. it just feels like you're in America. It, it, it's it's wonderful, honestly. Um, but I will mm-hmm. see. I will say one thing. Uh, just because we're we're sort of talking around this uh, part of the episode, the title sequence is terrible it is so bad <laughs> it is awful it looks it really is. it looks like it's been deep fried it's terrible um it's terrible it's absolutely it's awful filter over it oh i hate yeah, it's it it's really bad i think we spoke about it the last two times because every time even today watching power Three, i'm like it's fucking awful it's so it sucks bad. it's so bad it's so bad i don't know what they were thinking i don't know it man. looks terrible I don't know why oh, they had God. to regrade it. Like, I, I like the way the text looks, like the, the Matt Smith, Karen Gillan text. Um, the logo shit is dumb. I don't know why the fuck they, oh. they spent... They would have spent money on doing that every week. <laughs> why? <laughs> so stupid, man. Um, yeah, I don't know, hey. But recoloring it for, like, a blockbuster vibe? Why, I, don't, why, I don't understand. If they wanted to go for, like, a blockbuster vibe, then why don't they just do, like, actual title cards? Like... Yeah. Just do like a town called Mercy. Just like come up on screen, um, and have yeah. it be like have it be like a film. You know, make them feel like blockbusters, not like shitty Windows Movie Maker um, <laughs> <laughs> title sequences. <laughs> Jesus, man. yeah. The title really was the worst part of the uh, beginning. Everything else I really loved, mm. and um, I think even like even like Jax's character, like it it always such an interesting setup, which I think pays off really well which is normally one of Doctor Who's problems when it's like we talk about it all the time on the show really good setup a really cool story idea yeah. that just doesn't get executed well or doesn't end well and also I don't I don't like westerns I've never liked them personally um, I think they look really pretty but I've never been able to find one that I really like and for Django? this episode to yeah, Django's pretty good. Okay, yeah, I really what about, like. What about Rango? Okay. What about Rango? Do you like Rango? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't like Johnny Depp. Even before all this nonsense that's going on at the moment, oh, of course, okay. I generally just don't like Johnny Depp. So shame. Django's Sorry. great though. Yeah. You gotta love Django. I love Django. Yeah. And Rango's um, good as well. Yeah, I don't like westerns. So to convince me, <laughs> shut up, I remember, Dylan. I remember, Why are you here? <laughs> I remember I told my mum to watch this episode. I was like, "You got to watch this episode." Like, I remember when this came out. Like, I thought Asylum, Dinosaurs and Spaceship, uh, Power Free, uh, Tangle Mercy. I thought these were like, I thought this was like the new, the new like fucking era of Doctor Who, yeah. and it was banging. I was like trying to get my parents into it. So I told my mom to watch this, and she's like, I don't like Western episodes. And I'm like, neither do I. Loved it. So I was like trying to... I, I, even, I even as a kid was like standing the shit out of it. Nice. Um, I thought... I thought... I, I, I really thought this episode was really good. It is really good. I, I, that was my... That was my like... 
automatic reaction when I finished it. I was like, this is the most I've... It's actually quite funny. The last time I enjoyed an episode this much was God Complex, which was Toby's last episode. Mm. It was like, this is Doctor Who. This is really good. A really, a really enticing story that keeps you gripped. It's dark, like the scene where um, the Doctor takes the horse out into the desert and finds a tic-tac in the desert. It's like a massive tic-tac. It's yeah, like that's a cool giant, design. Like, yeah, it's a cool like design, that. like this massive dome. Um, and we find all the fire was about Jex. It's like he did do all these horrible things and the gunslinger is almost like this uh, Frankenstein monster who's coming after the craze of him to kill them. But also, there's a flip to it where he's also saved this town of many diseases. And I think, for me, my favorite scene in the episode is when Jex was saying to the Doctor, I've seen the look in your eyes before because I've got it as well. And he knows that he's done war, done things that are bad, yeah. mm-hmm. and now he's trying to do better. And I think that entire scene, and the fact that the Doctor would get to a place mentally and be so torn, the fact that he grabs a gun, which I think if it wasn't written properly would be terrible because it's completely against what he does. Yeah. But yeah. I think because of how well it was written and how good the story was, it totally fits and I'm so for it. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. Well, it, interesting about thing this about, about it being Toby is this is the first episode in out of all of his episodes that uh, doesn't address the theme of what happens after companions leave the Doctor because all of his other episodes yeah. have. You know, he brought Sarah Jane back and God Complex was... True. Had, yeah. had that whole thing that causes the Doctor le- to leave them behind, shit like that. Well, this because mm. this episode is about the Doctor. It's about his morals, and it's about really and truly, it's about the Doctor yeah. facing himself um, and coming to yeah. and coming to terms with the type of person that he is and who he needs to be going forward. I think uh, yes, the scene where he takes the gun from the from the sheriff, I think is. I don't. No, it's not the sheriff. Well, he takes the gun from someone. I don't remember who. Um, and points it at, at Carla Jack. Um, I read that as a sort of him to himself of like coming to realization yeah. that Carla Jack is the manifestation of everything the doctor has done that is bad. Uh, and also, mm. Carla Jack is kind of like weirdly proud about it, which I think pisses the doctor off. Um, yeah. Because he's, he's weirdly like, oh, I did, what I did, I did for good reasons and stuff like that. Um, and I just think it's really interesting, uh, this episode. I do agree with what Connor has said. Yeah, I think as well there's that beautiful line. And I think it was in the trailer, which is a bit annoying, but when he says, um, today I'm one of the victims first, here's the masters, the dialects, all the people that died because of my mercy. And yeah. Amy replies, this is what happens when you travel on your own for too long. I think that those two sentences and the performances and the score with just the, the beautiful surrounding is Mm. so perfect. And it, I think what this season, well, it's not really season, this, this part of the season. And again, I'm not trying to talk too much about next week's review, but again, for the third time I'm saying this, I watched power free today. (laughs) And I think what these five episodes do really well, obviously I haven't watched, um, fifth episode yet I'm going to take Manhattan but I think they all do a really good job at showing like the time between them traveling the Doctor and like the mental strain it's having on them and stuff and I think you can also tell with the Doctor the mental strain it's having on him Yeah. and that line I think was was, was perfect and I love it even mm. though it was in the trailer I still <laughs> think it's awesome 
you know. I think this is the the first episode in I can't even remember like maybe since I I don't know like it's the first episode in a really really long time in the show that I feel like actually has some a really good theme. Yeah. Like uh, going all about the doctor's morals and stuff like that. I genuinely can't really recall a Moffat episode that kind of has had such a such a strong theme. I would say that this is I stumped me. I would say that this is the I've said it before, it's my favourite eleventh Doctor episode. But I would say this is the strongest yeah, okay. the strongest episode uh uh probably since the series five finale. Um Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably. But yeah. Yeah. Actually thematically I think since I think Vincent and the Doctor was the last time we had such a dark, serious theme for yeah. me that I, could I, possibly rival this one. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think it like it does a really good job at um questioning your own morals. And hmm. how you would put yourself in that situation, and like, it's like we even like we even have a line from Amy and Ron in the episode where Amy's like, "Are you seriously doing this?" And Rory's like, "What saving us all?" Yeah, I am. You know, and everyone's got a different opinion. Everyone feels differently about stuff, and I think it's how you look at such a thing. You could put this person out there; he'll get killed. And then, and then the threat will leave. Like either that, or you starve and you keep your humanity. Like there's, there's even that great scene as well when like all the people in the town are like, you can go off for a walk. When you come back, this will be done. Yeah. And Doctor's like, you know, you're young. I bet you've never killed anyone before. Could you really do it, man? Come on, this is this is some fucking good shit. Like mm. to, the Doctor Who's so good when it makes you question your own morals. Like, what would you do in that situation? It's a completely different thing to thinking about and actually being in a situation like that. Yeah. Yeah, really good shit. Totally. Rory, Rory did have that that one really good scene, but for the most part, he was kind of yeah. a little bit sidelined this week. He's you guys catch sidelined. that? That's my only yes. issue with this episode, yeah. is that he doesn't really do a lot. Um, and I feel mm, like maybe mm. they could have given, given him something with one of the other characters in Mercy, but... Yeah, mm. yeah, I do agree with you. He kind of runs off. He kind of runs off with the sheriff to do that quick little escape scene, which I thought was really fun, by the way. And it was fun. Sure, yeah. yeah, lovely. But yeah, I get, I get what you mean. I do agree. I do love that. I, by the way, um, I love that line where the doctor's like, "Give me a Dalek any day." Yeah, mm. and like, it's so cool. Like, Daleks get name dropped twice. The Master gets a name drop. I think the first time since. Since season three, maybe I might be wrong. Well, since maybe. the end of time. Do you? Um, oh, sorry, stupid me. Yeah, but it's it's only time. one of two times in Matt's run. I was reading this before when the master gets mentioned. The other time apparently is in Time of the Doctor. I okay. I'm um I'm glad that they mentioned the master, and at no point is it like oh my god they've mentioned him because he's coming back or whatever. Like no, he he's just very quickly mentioned and they quickly move on. Um. Because yeah. I know, I know if the master was mentioned like now, um, I mean, I'm actually no, it sounds stupid because they're, the there's Sasha Dewan's. Let's just pretend that Sasha Dewan's master doesn't exist for for a second. If the master, mm-hmm. if the master w- was mentioned now, Twitter would go up in arms, being like, "Oh my god, are they going to bring back the master?" And, you know, sometimes, yeah, sometimes yeah. no, sometimes things are just you can just you can just mention them without it being a big thing. Um, mm. Which is nice. I think as well, like, it's also... The Master's also... 
you know, been around the Doctor's toughest moments. Yeah. And he's also so conflicted about the Master as well. And same with, like, the Daleks and stuff. He's been so conflicted about them. The Master and the Daleks are, are two things that he's always struggled with. They, they've caused him so much pain. Yeah. But also, he also feels bad and always gives them a chance to, to change. And it's like, Toby didn't just chuck that in there to be like, oh, you get it. It's like, no, those were specifically things that he was thinking about in the episode yeah. mm. that's making him do that stuff, you know? Like he says, today we honor the victims first, you know? Uh, the more you think about, I think the cleverer and smarter it is. Yeah. I, yeah. I still stand by the fact that Toby should have been head writer. <laughs> I do agree. For Chaney's era. I think he would have done a great job. I do mm. agree. Yeah. I'll just let my cat out because he wants to get out. continue the combo. I'm, yeah. I don't know if this is a. I don't know if I'm rem- remembering this correctly. I think. Oh, look. Oh. oh. It's a cat. It's this so is why people need to watch us on YouTube. You can see the cat. I um, I, I'm not sure if I this is totally correct, but I'm I think at one point Stephen was gonna leave. I call him Stephen because we're friends like that. He was gonna he was gonna leave. Um, Please, I call him Stevie. <laughs> of course you do. Um, he was gonna he was gonna leave at uh, after the husbands of River Song, and then Toby was gonna take over for. Uh, for like series 10 and then they was going to find a new showrunner um so i think he was going to showrun at one point but i i think he was working on something else which means he couldn't do it um interesting i never heard that before yeah because have you you know i don't know if you remember much of i think i heard that briefly somewhere i don't know if you remember much of under the lake before the flood but there's a kind of yeah there's a scene where the doc they go it's in before the flood where they go to that small little village thing and the doctor is talking to one of the one one of the other characters. I don't remember who. And she says, "This is uh, we're before Saxon, as in uh, the master, but we're yeah. we're uh, we're post war minister." And the doctor says, "Who is the war minister?" And she goes to explain. He's like, "Actually, I'll find out for myself." My theory is that Toby had a plan to set series ten around this war minister character who. Unfortunately, I don't think we're ever going to find out who that person was. Um, <laughs> no. But yeah, sorry, little tan- no, that was a yeah. bit of a tangent. Um, didn't mean to. Yeah, no, off. you never know. There's so much stuff that, like, I don't know. I- I'd love to know behind the scenes decisions that were nearly made within the show. Yeah. You know, like, I- I'd love to know when this whole Russell idea came about. You know? Was yeah, we it- were saying that before. I- we yeah, we don't know. Yeah. I hope it was fairly recent it- because I- for them to announce it now, I think. It was only a good idea to get it done before series 13 if they'd only just well figured it out because if they figured it out like six months ago i think it would have made sense to announce it like six months ago so that way going into series 13 everyone's kind of moved on from it a little bit and they they're ready for the new season so what happened is that russell um was locked down on wednesday um and they had confirmed that russell was uh gonna be showrunner on the wednesday before it was announced but the original plan was that we weren't going to find out about Russell until the end of the year because that's when they're going to supposedly going to unveil the next Doctor. It's going to be at the end of this year. But I think the press got got wind of Russell returning and so they quickly released uh, it instead, so, um, instead of leaks. Uh, uh, miss, do you guys watch right. uh, the YouTuber Mr. Tardis? Um, I follow him on Twitter. Yeah, he, I'm aware of his stuff. Yeah, I think I have him on Twitter. He, um, yeah. he works in the tv industry in the uk and so he talks to a lot of people and knows a lot of people and 
um, that's sort of how I got the information from watching one of his live streams where he said that this is what had happened, or at least oh. his, at least yeah, he does some cool stuff yeah. on like the ratings and stuff. I've watched his video on that. That's, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Interesting. Makes you wonder Susan what else the do they have under their oh, under their I, I definitely think we've they've got the Doctor. I think they must do because they're filming Century yeah, Century. Do, yeah. ugh, ugh, I can't even talk. The fucking Century Special Century. And I, I am willing to put money on it. I'm literally willing to put like I could put my whole life savings on. Actually, maybe not that because just in case I'm wrong. But I <laughs> I am like 98 percent sure that the next Doctor is either going to be Tanir Miller or Lydia West. Yeah, I, I would love. Yeah. Um, Tania Miller as the Doctor, Lydia West as companion. Yes, that would be um, sick. And then with Martha Jones as a recurring well, guest, as a companion as well. Yeah, put Martha Jones in there every now and then. Yeah. I'd love that, and I'd also love like just a two two female Tardis team. Yeah. I know it's not like like I know we've never had like a two guy Tardis team or anything like that, but it just feels just feels right. Like I would have loved a few episodes of just the Doctor and Yaz. I think it'd be really you know, cool before Dan. I reckon, I reckon Ollie, Ollie Alexander would make a really good uh, companion. I do he agree. Would, yeah. I do agree. Him and Lydia West. I reckon, I reckon he'll be a companion. I reckon he'll be a companion. Yeah. That would be cool. Or, or at least the guest did you guys... Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not like... Did you guys... Did you guys hear my... Um, when I tried to segue smoothly? What? Did you not hear it? I was like, Susan the horse. <laughs> Is that what the horse is called this episode? Was, the horse is and like no Susan. one replied, and I was like, "Fuck!" No, is it Susan? Is that it? The horse is called Susan, yeah. And he wants, and, she, and he it. wants I was like, you... Susan the horse, and you guys are like, "Next doctor's gonna be." <laughs> it's like, it's so hard to talk about Russell. His name is. She wants you to accept his life choices. Yes, that's what I was gonna oh, say. God. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm. Uh, last thing I was gonna say was, oh yeah, wasn't it? I think it was Tania Miller. Did she say that she she says that she knows who the next doctor yeah, is? Yeah, I I think she was like It's me. I think she was messing about. I don't think she actually knows unless Okay. Like cuz that happened Well, of course I a know while her. Ago. She's me. Um <laughs> But if it was her, that would be sick. Cuz she's Yeah, I think incredible. she's great. And also mm, yeah. in the target novelization of Rose that Russell wrote, uh, I think it came out this year or last year. Um I think it was last year. Yeah. I really want to buy it. I've got it downstairs. The fourteenth Doctor is described as a uh, a bl- a bald black woman with a flaming sword. I want to see that. Give us that. Oh my god, I want to see that. That's bizarre. What? What? Why does he address the fourteenth Doctor in Rose? Uh, I I don't think it's the. F- I think because I mean, have you ever read a Target novelization? No, I, I want to. Okay. I really do want. All right. To. Well, basically. Target novelizations are like the loosest adaptations of episodes because they just trail off into other things. Like the the main episode is happening. Bit of a what if almost. Yeah. Well, n- no, because it, it's yeah, in in a sense, not in a sense of changing the episode, but in a sense of like, what if these things were going on around the episode itself? So there's a bit mm, there's a right. there's a bit with Paul McGann at the beginning, I think, and there's a bit um, with. I don't think it's the 14th Doctor. I think it's a future incarnation of the Doctor. Um, yeah, okay. And stuff like that. It's very interesting. I've heard the uh, Day of the Doctor one's really good as well. Yes. There's a bit in that um, where the 11th Doctor and the 10th Doctor 
sit in the vault and watch uh, the Peter Cushing Doctor Who films. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> That's bananas. Yeah. That's so funny. It's That's so fucking good. hilarious. It's so good. Yeah. That's yeah, something I we'll have to do one she... day on this show. 100%. I do reckon, though, I do reckon she'd make a great doctor. I remember, like, even, like, a year ago, maybe longer, it was when... Because she was in Horden of Bly Manor. Yeah. And a tweet went around saying, like, she'd make a great doctor. I remember retweeting and being like, yeah, that'd be fucking awesome. She's actually been in Doctor Who. She was in Hellbent. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember. She was... Yeah. But it's like, who gives a fuck? Like, yeah, but... who gives a shit? You can totally just say, who cares? Like, d- everyone's been in Doctor Who before. Yeah. Multiple people have. Mm-hmm. But And, like, look at Capaldi. Like, he's in Children of Earth as well. Like, who cares? It doesn't mean anything. She can just say she's remembering her Time Lord past, and that's why she picked that why face. Not? Yeah. Whatever she wants. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I think she'd be a great choice. I do agree. And I, I reckon I reckon you're on the money that I, 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 I would place my bet on her. I think I think she's the right choice. I think she'd be a great choice, and uh, I'd love um, Ollie Alexander as a companion as well. Oh, I'm getting excited thinking yeah. about it. That'd be Me so too, cool. honestly. Lydia West. Lydia West is so good. Hey, why not? I've been re. Mm-hmm. I feel really bad because we're like trailing off the topic of a town called Mercy, but <laughs> I've been rewatching since the announcement. I've been rewatching uh, Russell's shows that is that are on Doctor Who. Um, I'm currently watching Cucumber, which if you haven't seen it, is very very good. But it's a sin, mm. and years and years, the performances in that, from especially from Tania Miller and from Lydia West, incredible, absolutely incredible. Yeah. Please make them, make. Do you know what? Have the entire cast of It's a Sin just be the companions. Like, just let's have ten companions, <laughs> like because they're all bloody great. Um, I also Dude. I saw a tweet that said that um, almost everyone in the cast of It's a Sin would make a make for a good doctor or companion. Mm, like there's not I agree. there's not one person in that show that wouldn't work well in Doctor Yeah, Who. we'll definitely see I reckon we'll definitely see um a lot of like familiar faces showing up, even as like you said, like uh, a guest like star for the mm, week. Yeah. I reckon we'll see a lot of people 'cause like you even see like Doctor Who actors showing up in like years and years and stuff. Like yeah. Russell loves to reuse actors that. like that. Yeah. Which is Yeah, exactly. Great. Yeah, so I reckon there's like a, a, a big chance that like we'll get stuff like that hmm. um it always just makes me so happy i literally feel like a kid on christmas like it's yeah. gonna be so cool it's so weird I, it's I a sin like... it's a sin oh, is on um it's on stan in australia which is a streaming service so that's great you can watch that in like hd or whatever but fucking years and years it's it's on sbs in australia sbs but but you can only like i don't think sbs streams Full HD, and it's not, on and you Blu-ray. can only buy it on DVD. It's not on. Why is it yeah. not on Blu-ray? Why? I, I'm right. I don't know. I'm directing this to uh, Studio Canal or whoever. I think it's Studio Canal and Red. Right? Why the fuck? Sorry for my language, but why the fuck is years and years not on Blu-ray? Why is it not on Blu-ray? Please tell me. And also, it's... um, uh, the other day I went to HMV. Uh, to you guys know what HMV is, right? I'm assuming you do. Yeah, I love HMV. Yeah, I love that okay, cool. I got quite a few vinyls from there. All right, cool. Right okay, yeah. so I went to HMV the other day, the other day to pick up uh, Cucumber slash Banana, which is his um, other show that he he did in 2015. They've deleted it. It's been deleted. From, what do you mean? As in, like, it's been deleted from the from the website. It's been removed, and they're no longer making it. 
I thought you meant it just got deleted from the world. Like, <laughs> no, Russell had gone like to the gone master right. export of Cucumber and was like, goodbye. <laughs> it, oh, it just makes me sad, wow. man. I want it back. I want, I want it on DVD. And please give us years and years on Blu-ray. It's so mm. good. Please. It, yeah. Please. Anyways, Susan and the, the Horse. And the Series 10 soundtrack. Susan the Horse. Susan the Horse. <laughs> I mean, like, as, as good as this episode is, there isn't really much more to say, really. I feel like this episode is more just like big scenes that really stand out. Um, the Doctor's like, there's this plan to like trick the uh, the gunslinger. By the way, the the gunslinger's design, that kind of like Terminator look, yeah, with all the prosthetics and the it's gun, awesome. it's so good. looks awesome. And by the way, they had to be really careful with this because they were shooting in like broad daylight, and you can definitely tell prosthetics in like daylight it looks beautiful the scene where like he's walking through the town and it's empty and it's going past the church and it's just like shots of his feet with that that clunking sound yeah like a terminator and it goes into the church and everyone's running around the town with the and the thing is like when i was watching it's like oh it's unrealistic it's like a it can scan and it will show that it's false and literally you see when he scans it it's like false and I was like, damn, they even they even yeah. got that down. So I was like, oh, it's a bit unrealistic because like, we're supposed to believe this guy, like this Terminator almost person, can't figure out that you know what's what. But yeah, yeah. even like sorts out and the 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 legs with the camera under it, with the doctor pulling out his Sonic and it's in slow mo. Oh it, yeah, the clock blowing up. Here's here's I I really like about the cinematography for this episode is one you can tell like. That it, it's really stylized as a western in terms of we have those shots like of the the holsters that are low down and then them pull it, pulling it up like there's there's a great direction of, of camera there yeah um, as well with like just a lot of shots of you know feet walking along the way they just shoot all of the whole episode isn't like a normal episode of Doctor Who it's shot like a western yeah. which is great and Doctor Who should do way more of that the other cool Correct, thing about the yeah. cinematography is that so much of it was shot at golden hour yeah you, you can tell or you at least tell. relatively close to sunset. Yeah. And and yeah, it's yeah. rare that you can kind of get that in a TV environment where or shows like Doctor Who at least when they're they're smashing them out so much. I think they shot this in like like two weeks or something like that. Um, wow, which is a that's a decent amount of time for for a TV yeah. show episode, but for a for a location shoot episode in a different yeah. country, um, the fact that they did manage to schedule things and got to shoot so much of it at Golden Hour yeah was was awesome. Yeah. Have you guys heard that story about um, they were filming this in like the middle of nowhere, and apparently a woman just rocked up out of nowhere oh. and like walked onto set and went, "Can you sign these, please?" No. <laughs> and they're like, "How the fuck did you find us? Did you hear that story?" <laughs> I remember Matt Smith was telling it. I think he told it one day on like Graham Norton or something. But yeah. Apparently, like they were filming in the middle of nowhere, and this woman, they're like filming a scene, and they see this truck in the horizon. Coming, and obviously it was in the background, so they couldn't keep recording. <laughs> and they're like, "Who are you?" And she's like, and she didn't speak English, but she basically just handed them like a like a bit of paper and stuff, and they all like signed it. And then she went off. Like somehow, like it's a bit like when I was in when I was in America, in New York, they were shooting The Punisher season one in my hotel. Oh yeah, this is and, funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's very hush hush. Like you're not supposed to say, but this is like this classic new yorker he's like i'll let you on a little secret <laughs> <laughs> they're filming the punisher and i was like holy shit 
and you're not supposed to say, but I think that I think someone in the town must have been like, oh, they're filming Dot Two, but if you are filming in like a location, you're supposed to keep hush hush about it. But yeah, by the way, I did I did see John Burnfall in real life, but I didn't go over to him because I was scared. But I have seen him in the flesh. But yeah, I think it's I think it's a thing like that, and and somehow she came along and and uh, found them. But yeah, um, I love all this stuff, mm-hmm. and I think I think Jack's like admitting his flaws and understanding and and doing the self destruct I think is a perfect way to end the episode. I love I love real explosions. Mm-hmm. Actually um, That's awesome. It's I really actually cool. I actually watched this with my girlfriend and she was like Do you think that was real? And I paused it and I'm like, this part's real with these little bits yeah. here and there, they would have been CGI'd in. But mm. yeah, that was real. And I love <laughs> how they did that. Like I love how they actually went and like blew something up. And it 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 I'm not trying to skip over it too quickly here, but you know, again, there's not really much to talk about. But I think it is for me. I think just very much just like a lot of scenes yeah. that work really well, and I think the ending with him being the sheriff of the town is it. It's so rare to get an ending in Doctor Who. Where I'm like, I love that ending, yeah, and mm. it really works. And I think it ended perfectly. And it's so rare to say that. I really do. I think it ended perfectly. Again, not yeah. to skip too forward. If you guys want to bring I, stuff I up, think, feel free. But yeah, I generally think that this episode just speaks for itself. Really, um, I think it's so. Mm. I think it's so so well written totally. and so interestingly directed, and the set design is great. That it's not a case of we don't have a lot to talk about because it's boring. It's the fact that we don't have a lot to talk about because yeah. it's already said everything it needs to say. Um, it's very it's so good it's it's like it's <laughs> yeah. almost too good for its own good like um yeah but i i would just like to say uh uh the reason why i love this episode so much as well also uh revolves around the time i watched it and like when i watched it and stuff um mm-hmm. so if, if you don't mind i'll just like tell that story uh no go ahead so no I ahead. no loud <laughs> oh no I, Mike. I didn't watch this episode when it aired on the Saturday night um, because I think I was busy. I actually watched it during the week and I was staying at my dad's and I was ill. So my dad had to come pick me up the night before and I was staying at my dad's and I didn't realise. I was like, oh, there's an episode of Doc 2 out. Um, and I remember I was really, really sick, but it was like a bright sun- sunny day and this lovely bright Doc 2 episode was on and it just made me feel better. And like... Every time I watch this episode, I just feel like this sort of sense of does. warmth and like happiness that I got when I watched it the first time round. I just, I really like this episode. I think it's really good. Um, it's really, really good. No, you're totally it's right it. about that whole warmth. Actually, can I just say as well a story behind this episode? I don't know if you've watched the um, Dinosaurs on a Spaceship review yet, Dylan. Yeah, it's fine if yeah, you haven't. Uh, but uh, of course I have. I mentioned, I mentioned last week um, Converse reviews. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Up. <laughs> Out of the computer. Yeah. This was the last Converse review. Oh ever no! Made. It was such I'm a long-running series. <laughs> I lasted three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I. Do you know what? I went up to the computer upstairs and I was like, "Surely I can still find these," and I couldn't. Because so I thought it'd be funny for the next three weeks to be like, "And this is what Connor in the past for." Yeah. But um. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry to say that was that was the last Converse review, and I couldn't find it. This um. But, Lost media. In a similar sort of way, this series was, and I, I think I can find them somewhere. This series was the uh, 
the first series that I reviewed on YouTube back in the day when I was doing Doctor Who videos. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they weren't good reviews. It wow. was... Yeah, I started reviewing on YouTube. I think I did a couple. This is really embarrassing. I was called Frosty Days Reviews. <laughs> and I did. I don't even know <laughs> I don't this. don't even remember that, Aiden. But no, nah, I was too embarrassed to tell anyone. But I, I did like crappy like iMovie. Like it would just have stills of the episode. That's what I do, yeah. Actually, no. It would just have the poster. I don't know if you remember an iMovie. If you didn't have anything, like it would just play it would just play the poster but it would like zoom in slowly yes, yeah for, 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 for however long your audio lasted so i would do like a six minute review and it would slowly like zoom in <laughs> that's what and, I, yeah, did, yeah. I did i did i was the same i was like uh season seven i started with bells of saint john i did these crappy just recording into my Apple headphones, my reviews. Oh God! What time? I, mm. They're gone. They're definitely gone. They've been obliterated from the earth, as they should be. They're it was. Awful. It wasn't long after this though that we started doing Nerd Life together, was it? Nerd Life. Nerd Life was um, <laughs> absolutely. Nerd insane. Life was Day of the Doctor. Yeah, Nerd Life was Day of the Doctor. That was. Uh, I I remember I remember for Nerd Life I, I re-reviewed the whole of season seven. Yeah, um, and then yeah, and then we started doing the weekly reviews and. But like, like Nerd yeah. Life in general yeah. was a thing before Day of the Doctor. It was yeah. I, yeah. yeah 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 it was. I started watching Nerd Life with um, uh, series eight. That's when I started watching it. Was when you were doing this is this is my and Connor's old YouTube channel, by the way, for anyone it's that doesn't know. Blows my mind how you found us through that. It's like, so it, it's yeah. Very, I did all yeah. the season eight reviews as well. I remember that. I did yeah. like weekly reviews. Oh, they were so bad. I remember I got for season eight, I got, um, I won't say his last name because I know he's very private about that kind of thing, but Mitch, who runs um, Superframe. Yeah. yeah. He's pretty big now, actually. He, yeah, he he's is. Made, he's made, yeah, he made all of my old thumbnails. He's a good friend. I still, I still talk to him here and there. I think he came to my last birthday party. I, I, I do see him. Very rarely, but I do still see him. Oh, there he is. But yeah, he made all my fun. Yeah, all those thumbnails there. Literally, These bad those, boys. Those... Oh, no. No. <laughs> fuck me, Aiden. Don't do that. This is... No! Okay. I'm not signed all up right. for this. Oh, That's enough. Time. Oh, God. Christ on a bike. I just gave you a bit of a tease. Oh. My hair was so bad. What was that hair about? I remember about? you telling me. It was something. That's like... How do I stop sharing my screen? <laughs> There we go. No, I, I remember. You might want to, in the edit, check there's no uh, porn tabs so for names. People could be a bit... Oh, fuck. My BBC. <laughs> Not the BBC. I, I remember you telling... Yeah, that was... I remember you telling this story on a For a Laugh um, that you... And I every single time, I don't know why, it just has me dying, that you announced that you was going to start filming what? in a... Um, in a... Uh, in a comic shop. book shop. And it's like... What's it gonna yeah. It was like... Yeah, that was like. It was kind of. I remember that. A lie. It was kind of a lie, but yeah, because I remember I went up to you, Aiden, and I said, "Bro, I hooked us up big time," (laughs) and it wasn't. It wasn't really like that, bro. You'll never believe this. (laughs) To be fair, like that wasn't a hundred percent a lie. My my dad's cousin's son had opened. But it wasn't a comic shop. I kind of got misled. My dad told me it was a comic yeah. shop. And um, he said, it was kind of like he said, she said, because he was like, oh, and uh, his name was Josh. He was like, 
Josh is like, if you ever want to film down there, you can. And I think, I think he kind of just meant one day I go down and vlog. I took it as he's got a comic book shop and we can set up like a set there yeah. and it can just be a thing we go to and, and film. Which would have been it cool. Wasn't it, was, it was a place where people would play like fucking, I don't know what it's called, like, not maybe stuff like Dungeons oh, like and Dragons, you know, like you, where you paint yeah. those Magic the Governor and Warhammer, yeah. sort of that sort of thing, yeah, stuff like that. But his shop closed sadly, like a year later, because like because you weren't there. Was a place for his mates to hang out, but he did sell stuff. Cause that's Sorry? why <laughs> you guys weren't there. <laughs> yeah, I know. We could have kept that shit going. All two hundred and thirty-one I... of our Nerd Life Review subscribers would have known about it. Of course. Oh god, I still use Nerd Life to. That's where I'm sub to everybody. So I use it every day, technically. <laughs> I'm still a daily nerd life user. That's crazy. It's very cringy. I I wish I had that ambition to make videos like I did back in the day. I was so... I was talking to my therapist about it, and, and she made a really good point. But I never thought before. She was like, you know, you were younger, and you just your brain was just different. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so true. Like, mm. I just was just... So happy it's, to just make content every day. It is um, it is a little frustrating though, isn't it? Because I think Aiden, I think you tweeted about this yeah. a few months ago that uh, you wish you had the the sort of creative um outlook that you did back in like 2017 or whatever. I was making yeah in 2017. I would make like three videos a day. Where did that go? Wow. You know, um, that's dude, crazy. Those like, were the days. Three videos, like three videos a day for like seven days a week. I was on a roll, you know, and now it's like I can barely be bothered to, I don't know, even make myself breakfast, let alone make free videos. <laughs> Literally, it's so weird. The same, dude. I, I'm you having crumpets for breakfast at the moment almost. because it's so much easier for yeah. breakfast. It's so nice. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally get it. I, I, I think I've let it go a bit, but it still does. I constantly talk about with like family friends and therapists of how like i feel like i'm you know wasting time i should be doing yeah. this like I, I could be doing it but like truth is you know i i have a i have a lot more passion in other things now like the podcast and stuff which is like yeah it doesn't always have to be videos you know like you can still be creative and uh, music's a thing i've gotten into massively like performing music live with my deck and stuff. Yeah. Mm. It's so fun. I, I've, I've fallen in love with that so much and I take every opportunity I can to play and it's like, that's still what I did in the past but, but just, just you know, a bit different now. Mm. But is YouTube dead forever for me? Who knows? I don't know. I th- it, it might not be. I might come back one day but... I think the biggest... I don't know. I think my biggest issue and I'm not sure if it is with you guys but it's a case of I, w- I really want to make YouTube videos but there's a part of me that's always going to hold youtube um up with the way i used to make videos you know i can't i mm. used to be like a character I, I used to be like oh hey guys blah blah blah, like we all did i can't do that anymore i can't sit there and mm. waffle about you know whatever nonsense shit i did that week um yeah. and it's like i've really want to come back and do videos again and hopefully i will but right now it's just sort of crossing that barrier between nostalgia and moving on i think uh yeah, and stranger things have happened. Yeah. you know we could come back. Who knows? And I hate to, you know, sh- it's, it's, uh, uh, yeah. I I have to agree with you as well. I think doing a podcast now has really helped me get out my creative outlet. Um, you know, actually yeah. having something to put out into the world has helped me quite a bit. Um, as it, ha- I'm mm. sure it has with you guys. 
Yeah, definitely does. We'll we'll plug your podcast in a sec. Yeah. Um, we will plug it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, D- Dylan's got an awesome podcast. Um, fuck, what was I going to say about that though? Yeah, sorry. Oh, my mind is uh, gone ski. Um, it's all that creative energy. Yeah. Oh no, what I was going to say is is if it, if it helps at all in terms of like where you are direction wise, um, is that I'm a, I'm a big fan of Roger Deakins podcast, um, the cinematographer. And every week, they yeah. or twice a week, oh. him and his wife Jay, James, they have uh, they have guests on from all different areas of the film industry. They have assistant directors on, cinematographers, directors, writers, actors, just any different role. Sometimes really obscure ones, like there was a um, I, color oh. scientist on on one week and, and stuff like crazy weird shit. And, and the number one question they always start off with was, when did you know you wanted to be like a, a cinematographer? Did you know it from when you were five or was it something you kind of fell into? And honestly, it's 50-50 that half the people knew that they wanted to do what they wanted to do or at least knew they wanted to be in the film industry. But the other 50% of the 50% Doctor Who podcast, the other 50% um, had no idea. And then they were like in their late 20s or 30s even and they were like, they just like fell into it or they were like, oh shit, I'm going to try to do that. Like, and, and I think something that, that I struggle with is when it comes to writing and stuff like that yeah. is we've had so little, like I'm sure we've had some, but so little life experiences that it's kind of hard to really be able to create a, a fully fleshed out story. Yeah, So it's true. So I, I think there's no need to, to rush into it. And actually there's a, there's a scene in my next short film, Let Me Be, that's about that. There's a, there's a line that, I think is pretty much exactly what you just said before, Connor. Like almost word for word. Um, yeah, so that's funny. Um, Try to remember now. Dylan, talk about your podcast. It's uh, great. Th- thank you. Firstly, um, yeah. So my podcast I run with my friend Paddy. Uh, it's called What Could Go Wrong. Paddy. Yeah, it's called What Could Go Wrong. It's it, it is uh, the basic, you know, two guys talking about things podcast, but. I think it's fun. Uh, I do think that we have... I don't know, Aiden, you said this uh, on the feedback thing. I do think we have sort of spoke about Marvel a bit too much, so I kind of want to go away from that. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. If you want to, if you like listening to me talk on this show and you like what I tweet and whatever, then please go listen to What Could Go Wrong. Paddy's cool as well, but really and truly you only listen, it for, listen to it for me. Um <laughs> uh yeah i don't know i i don't really know what else i don't really know what to say it's just it's a fun time i reckon it's out it's a lot of fun um, yeah I, i'll i'll agree it's um you guys have good it energy good, and, yeah it's good you know something i said to dylan as much as it irks me is that um dylan's co-host paddy he's like uh he's very mainstream in his yes his cinema it, choices it irks me TV as well yeah yeah, he doesn't. Um, the fact that bit. he didn't know what A twenty four is oh. genuinely like I was driving no. and I was like I'm gonna steer off the road right now. Um, <laughs> no. Whereas Dylan is much more of an all rounder. Yeah. Um, and and I, I, I think A24. that provides quite an interesting dynamic. I do want to do an A twenty four special with him, where I sit him. D- mm. I want him to watch uh, the Lighthouse, Uncut Gems, hey. and hey. Uh, I've, uh, maybe Good Time. I've really liked Good Times. One of my Good hey. Times one of my favorite films, but I'm I'm thinking, bro, those are fucking bangers. Uh, uh, maybe like Lady Bird Safety, or something so like good. that. I just want him to watch a bunch of eight. Yeah, Lady Bird's really good as well. Um, yeah, that's great. But yeah, he's he's a lovely guy. But yeah, you are right. His opinions are. Yeah, you got you got to have you 
you gotta have me on to talk about the lighthouse, baby. I'll I'll, I'll talk about that shit. For I to the to the cows come. I home. my favorite movie of all do time. Do want you guys to come on to another thing, but I also want you guys to come on for uh, what could go wrong as well. Yeah. But you mentioned doing like a a crossover episode. Yes. We should do. Uh, yeah. You know how you and Patty were talking about the bloody Disney crossovers they used to do. Yeah. Like crossover episode. We can we can do like. That's so 50% could go wrong. Well, it could be called... Um, <laughs> we could call it the the 50% could go wrong podcast. Yes. That's great. There you go. Yeah. I like oh, it. Sounds like a good special. We'd have to figure it out. I've though. never gone on a single podcast ever. Oh, you're such a I, sook. <laughs> oh, never got... No, no one invites me on their that, podcast. You, fucking, you really upset me when you said that last time, mate. Fuck you. You've been on, you've been on two... I've been kind enough to have you on my other one. So, you know, everyone else, is, everyone I know has, even my fucking best friend Mitchell, he doesn't give a rat's ass about being on a podcast. He's been on a podcast. <laughs> I haven't. And I've done like 200. I, prom- I, I, I promise you that you will be on What Could Go Wrong and my other show, which is going to be a film specific show. You will be on them, okay? Ooh, awesome. Um, I just need to. Still waiting on this, uh, Vinny as well. This is sort of a. Oh, I'm I'm waiting to be on it on random as well. I um the only issue is that I I I sort of haven't figured out the audio and stuff yet, which is why the quality of um what could go wrong sort of dips in and out. Uh, it's something I need to work on. But once once I've got that sorted, and once I can figure out how to do Zoom and all that lovely stuff, then you guys can come on. Um, Lovely, but it'll be a bit weird. For, I tell you what, for Paddy to go on to it, the fifty percent because he's never watched Talk Two in his life. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of fun though. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll have to talk to him about it. Yeah, totally. I, um, I just, I just um, grabbed a vinyl from my vinyl shelf to remind me to bring that up after we're done with our Doctor Who conversations because I really want to tell you guys something that I'm ecstatic about, okay. but. I'll tell you that in a sec, but I was gonna forget, and then I just remembered. So, all right, yeah. shall we do the segments, and then you can give us that? Recording the podcast, Dad. Oh, it's it's the the regular appearance of Connor's family. He actually not this Connor's time, family just... needs a sting. Please give them like a sitcom sting or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's Connor's family. I'm recording, and I have the podcast. <laughs> That's just the sting. I don't remember. Yeah. I've been I should just get a voice clip of Connor saying, I'm recording. Bye. Where's mum? I've literally been here for like two hours. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh my lord. Um, yeah, shall we do the three segments and then you can tell us about your, your vinyl or whatever it was? Yeah, go for it. Sure. By the way, um, just, just for audiences who are watching on uh, video, I will have to go on and off video because that's how I check all the Instagram things and all that shit. So cool. yeah, just let you know. lovely that is all good okay so oh fuck no i need to get all the sounds ready we're doing this all never i usually edit the sounds in afterwards and now we're doing them all live together this is we'll do it live fuck it fuck it we'll do it live folks all right guys it's time for australia's favorite segment everybody are we ready we hate this segment in the uk Nah, uh, fuck okay. you! <laughs> it's time for the game of the week! <laughs> <laughs> what a time. Woo. What a time. God, that felt good to do that live. Alright, go um, Australia. 
nothing nothing crazy great over there. The um, goof of the week is where we talk about uh, you know the goofs of the week of the episode. You know what? Some what, goofs, some gas, some silly things that happen in the episode. So the doctor's sheriff badge um, apparently just fucking goes everywhere. Like it's on his lapel. <laughs> sometimes like it's on his little lapel. Sometimes it's on his his blazer properly. It just apparently moves around quite a bit. That's a bit of fun. Um, there's also another silly thing where apparently when the gunslinger, the man, he's walking through the town and he stops at the church. The inside of the church is like stained glass windows, and then on the outside it's just a standard window. So that's pretty funny. That's what very silly. Yep. Uh, there is Go one on. more goof, but I have misplaced it because my thing didn't save itself. Um, two seconds. Two seconds. Two seconds. Two seconds. Ah, I'm a mess. Bruh. 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 Bruh, somebody help me, please. We love Dada. Dada, Dada, Dada. Dada, Oh, no. No, that... Oh, yes. The USA flag is in this. And it uses a modern 50-star USA flag. 48 flags. Although in 1870, it should have only had 37 stars, which I think is a very similar goof to what happened in Dreamland. Yes, the yeah. Animated I'm pretty sure. And we all loved Dreamland, didn't we? So it's the best oh, episode. It's David's best episode. The best thing I think Dan's about to watch that in his rewatch. It's, so that'll be fun. It, we haven't seen it's it. It's not so. only <laughs> David's best episode. It's the best episode of TV. Full stop. <laughs> Woo! Oh, so it's, good. Yeah, baby. Terrific. <laughs> all right. So that was a very quick go for the week this week. Shall we move on to Australia's? Second favorite segment and the UK's second favorite. Segment. We do like this segment in the UK. Do you do? How much so? Is it? Should I say we should move on to Australia's second favorite segment and the UK's favorite segment? Uh, it's more of like our like seventh favorite segment. There's some other segments of things like that. Uh, there's a, this particular segment of a tangerine that the UK likes. Um, so you know, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's it's up there. It's time for behind the scenes. <laughs> Incredible! All right, Damn, these live sounds crazy. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's it's all happening. Um, so this this episode was shot in Spain, which is awesome location work. And we also uh, we spoke about this in the Simon of the Daleks. They shot that little snow sequence uh, whilst they were in Spain. Um, oh, nice! Crazy how it can look so different in two slightly different environments of Spain. Incredible. Um, so a little bit of behind the scenes facts here is that this is the very first episode since the revival where the mill, the main VFX house yep. that, that do the VFX for Doctor Who, weren't given the main VFX credit. A company called Space Digital did. Uh, it's the first time they've given, been given the proper VFX credit. Um, in the past, they've only been given the credit when they've had when the mill has had like so much work to do that they have to dish off a little bit yeah. to this Space Digital. Um, when we were talking about Doctor of the Widow Wardrobe, they shot that in like September and it came out in December and the mill just had no time to 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 do the VFX. So they pretty much partnered with Space Digital to do a lot of the VFX for that then. So I'm um, not sure what happened here. Maybe it's because there were so many episodes. Go on the toilet. Because you're on the toilet. Okay, yeah, fuck this segment, right? Maybe because this, ep- this series kind of has like 17 episodes in it, kind of, if you think about it that way. Yeah. Maybe they needed to... Um, spread the load a little bit. Not sure. Um, so, this director, right? Um, I, I, th- I feel like we keep skipping over the directors these last few episodes. 
because we used to go quite into detail of what they have done. Um, Saul Saul Metzestein. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's him. Uh, he's done quite a bit of second unit work on on things. But on Doctor Who, he directed the episode before this, Dinosaurs on the Spaceship. Yeah. He also directs one of my favorite episodes, The Snowmen. Another really good episode, The Crimson Horror, yep, and a really great finale, The Name of the Doctor. So in this series, he directs five episodes. And they're all pretty, pretty cool. decent episodes, actually. Um, they are. Uh, yeah, suppose, with, at least direction-wise, yeah. they're, all, they're all pretty good. Yeah, I do. Pretty I do agree. good. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also the second unit director on Dread, which is a thing that I know people like. Yeah. And then, funnily enough, I watched this um, like four or five days ago. My third favorite movie of all time, Train Spotting. He was the location assistant back in 1996. He was Danny Boyle. He directed the whole thing. Yeah. So I just thought that was a, a little fun fact. He he was location assistant. Like a train spotting. director. It just shows you know how you start small and you build your way up. It's very that's cool. how it that's how it all works, right? Correct. Damn straight, sister. Um, that's it for behind the scenes. <laughs> these segments are getting so small these days. I feel, yeah. I feel like in the RTD era, there was so much more stuff to talk about in these segments, but I don't know. Uh, is this is this when they started to maybe not show us as much I bet, about the I show? Bet I don't know. I think so, yeah. And there was like no confidential or anything. I bet so. you guys can't yeah. wait to get to the Chibnall era where there's going to be absolutely nothing. Fucking like, hell. I don't think we can even do was, behind the scenes in the Chibnall era. I don't era. think you can. There's going to be nothing. Dude, I was literally thinking that today. <laughs> um, it's so, yeah... Who would you be, Crazy. before we move on to Goof of the Week? Sorry, who would you say is? We already did Goof of the Week. No, not Goof know, of the Week. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, bloody bringing the clowns. You know what I mean? Um, what? Yeah. Who would you say is mm-hmm. the most? Uh, who is your favourite Doctor Who director for New Who? And who do you think has had the most successful career since Doctor Who? Because I would say Graham. I'd say, Harper, um, but Euros Lynn. Graham Harper, I would say Karen Gillan would be. No, I mean like director wise. Oh, the Karen Gillan has directed. So, um, so I thought you meant um, acting. For me, yeah, director. Graham Harper's probably my favourite director. I do agree. Um, because he's just directed so many of the good ones, and rewatching them now, like even as a kid, I don't think I appreciated how good the direction was. I always said, mm. you know, series five is when they actually kind of started to think a lot more about shot composition and take the show a bit more seriously, like that. But that was total bullshit. They've yeah. done, they do awesome stuff in those first four seasons. Um, obviously on a much lower budget, but they they do great shit with what they've got, and that's what's important. Um, in terms of who I think has had the most successful career, yeah, uh, would be Rachel Talalay easily. She's directed really? a bunch of features, and um, she's a she's a big Hollywood I think producer, not the biggest I don't, producer in Hollywood. See, I, she's done a lot. I think I'd have to disagree, only because she had done all of the Hollywood stuff before she did Doctor Who, uh, and so I yeah, that's true. so I meant like someone who's got uh, for me it would be Eurus Lynn. Because he's done, he did Daredevil. He did a few episodes of Daredevil. He had that film which I have no. In- did it? Yeah, he did. Um, he's done Doom Patrol, wow. which is my like second favorite show at the moment. Um, wow. And he has done, he's done a few. He's done. Uh, he did that horse. Yes, movie he did. Yeah, he did that. to go see it. Um, yeah, he's just done quite a bit. Uh, Tony Collette it as well. Um, wow. He's really big. So. Yeah, you're probably right with that because Rachel Tulele, um I don't know, maybe it's her retirement thing. She's doing easier stuff at the moment, but yeah. she's doing a lot of like CW shows like The Flash. And, yeah, CW. Um, she did a bit Riverdale. of Riverdale. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. 
I know that she's doing a yeah CW shows. We're gonna we're gonna get her on the show for um heaven's sake. Oh, pl- dude, <laughs> I would lose my mind if you got her on the show. I've I've never sent a DM to anyone because mostly because I don't want to feel like I'm just trying to like I'd love to have like I like like I know Josh follows me personally. Josh sends follow me personally. I, I but I feel so, I feel so bad messaging him saying you want to come on the show because yeah. I really don't want to see that guy who's like. Or, you know, the only reason that I follow you is to, to get something out of you. But, like, I generally think we could have so many cool conversations with, like, you know, actors from the show, directors from the show, uh, people in the Doctor Who community. I, I, to be fair, I think I think we run an honest enough show and I've been doing the show long enough to, that people would see it as not like that. But, mm. I don't know. I've never, I've never done a slide into the DMs and said... Would you like to come on? But maybe maybe you need to start buying the bullet a little bit and start doing that more. Yeah. Maybe I'll start doing that soon. Who knows? Well, but... 75 episodes. That's a, that's a bit of a back. I know. That's what I mean. 75? Like, yeah, you know, I definitely think we've shown that we're not, you know, fucking around. Mm. So, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who? I will no. try. I will try. I, I promise to this day I will do my darndest to get Rachel on mm. for Heaven's yeah, Sent. That, that would be hilarious. That sounds absolutely. That would be so funny. If she says yes somehow, so I will just dude, cry. Dude, oh, that'd be crazy. <laughs> I will. I will try my darndest. All right, shall we move on to uh, England's second favorite segment? No, oh, this, no, actually, no. This is Eng- this is actually the UK's favorite segment. Um, I recently did a poll, and they said, "Yeah, we love the segment." Um, <laughs> okay. And the reason why <laughs> is because uh, the UK is actually. Uh, run by clowns, so they love it when uh, the clowns get opinions. Hey, Boris! <laughs> Here they come! Here are the clowns. I was trying to drown my, you out. Uh, my granddad <laughs> calls Boris Boris the buffoon, so there you go. What? <laughs> Sorry? My granddad calls Boris Johnson Boris the buffoon. D- oh. Dylan said the country was run by clowns, so I was just making a joke about that. I thought you were saying that um, Boris is your is your great great uncle, and then I was like, he "Oh, this is, comic book store opener was like related. sister's brother's dad or something." And now, fucking the the master, the war master, is your dad's brother's sister's mum. <laughs> Wait, what um, is going on? Uh, yeah, I I am I am actually related to to David Jacobi, <laughs> Professor Yana. What? Da- do you, yeah, it's your yeah. dad's uh, brother's sister's mum's wife, da- David Jacobi. Something who's like da- that. Who, sorry, who's who's yeah. David Jacobi? Professor Yana. Yeah, his name's Derek. Is Derek Jacobi? Yeah. Derek, sorry, Derek Jacobi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They. What did you say, Connor? I don't know. Much. You don't even know the name of your dad's brother's sister's <laughs> yeah, mum's wife. Fucking leave me alone. I. He was really great in uh, Last Tango. Yeah, he is. Re- he is really good. He's really good. Uh, I apologize good. for getting the name wrong. My own uh, family. Can you? Well, over somehow. on Twitter. Yeah, um, so. <laughs> just Twitter things is where we go and we we talk about Twitter and Instagram and what people have to say about the episodes we're reviewing. Uh, Twitter is about a, as barren as this episode. I've noticed that on on episodes that are quite popular with fans <laughs> is when is when we tend to get quite a few reviews sent in, and then on episodes that aren't, we don't get too many. And I was expecting quite a bit for this episode. I was hoping, but literally the only comment is Dylan giving a winky face because he knew he was coming onto the episode. No one. No Is one wants to talk it? about yeah. a town called Mercy. It's quite sad, actually. Well, 
not much better on here on this end. Yeah, it's because you don't um, post till about ninety seconds before we go on. Okay, um, <laughs> that was alright. Fuck you, first of all. Second of all, that was a fluke. I've been doing really well recently. I just forgot. Or I got fucking shit on my mind. Alright, I'm just Jacob said, your balls. Consider them fucking tugged. Uh, Alright, Jacob said, Town Called Mercy Review. This episode is good, the setting is beautiful, and the episode is just fun. 7 out of 10. Question What do you think are the most fun episodes of Doctor Who? Ah, fuck. I always have to think about these questions. Um, Damn. um, Crimson Horror. uh, Crimson Horror is a really fun episode. I'm going to go urinate. That's not an episode. I thought you were going to give us an answer. (laughs) Sorry, an answer then. Um. Help me out here, Dylan. Uh, please. I would have my new co-host. I, Dylan. I would have to say the my the the episodes that I have the most fun with are probably this episode. Um, I would also have to go with Boomtown. is very fun. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, what's another one? I'm trying to think. Runaway Bride. Runaway Bride. Runaway. Runaway, uh, Runaway Bride. Voyage of the Damned, and the Christmas Invasion are all very fun. And then if I'm picking one from the yeah. Chibnall era. I have a lot of fun with club. Oh, actually, no, I don't. That's a lie. Uh, the Saranga conundrum. I know you hate it, but I think it's a bit of fun. Um, yeah, those are my answers. I do not hate it. No, I do. <laughs> rewatch it. It's not that bad. Ugh. It's not that bad. I can't rewatch. Oh, it. Oh yeah, you I, can't. When I get when, there, when I can. you get there, I yeah. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, sorry, I, I completely forgot the rules of this show. Um, yeah, I know. I Yeah, that's okay. Well, Aiden's gone. I don't give a shit. I'm going to read my three things. I said, uh, thoughts on the King RTD returning. Um, Nicole Aiden's girlfriend said, you woke me up when you called Aiden to scream about a lost prize, so I don't like it. That was really funny. Yeah. Um, uh, Xavier said, best possible news. And Vinny said, pure happiness and excitement. Oh, yeah. I'm back. Missed Hello. opportunity for Hello. me to use the elevator sting live there. But that's oh, all yeah. right. Um, what what did we say briefly? Don't obviously don't just rehash. But what were the episodes we named? I said um, the Saranga conundrum. Um. A uh, <laughs> pretty much all of RTD's Christmas specials except for the end of time parts one and two, and then yeah, uh, Boomtown. Yeah, I said Runaway Bride, Runaway Bride, and um, I said uh, Crimson Horror. Mm-hmm. And you said yeah, did you say Christmas Invasion. Yeah. That's fun as well. I think Runaway Bride's the finest I've had in an episode. Oh. On the, the rewatch. No, I, 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 right. Yeah. My th- oh, Love and Monsters. Um, 100%. The Vampires of Venice. No. The Vampires yeah. of Venice. That's pretty fun. That's, that's, that's pretty probably fun. my, yeah, um, that's my go-to pick. Oh, we just hit two hours. That's crazy. That is crazy. That is crazy. I'd say one of the most surprising ones for me that I found on rewatch that was so much fun was School Reunion. It's never an episode I'd appreciate yeah. that much, but rewatching Toby it this again, time, baby. Like, wow, that was a lot of fun. Um... Yeah, so def- definitely school reunion. Um, uh, gridlock is a lot more fun than I remember it being. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I used to kind of hate it as a kid. Obviously, it's got a really sweet ending as well, which which goes nicely with it. Voyage of the Damned, and oh God, I'm just kind of going through season by season now. Um, but yeah, and and anything from Matt Sarah that I can think of. I don't know. Eleventh Hour. Fuck me, that's fun. Crimson Horror. Yeah. The Lemp Fire is a good pick. Yeah. Um, Crimson Horror, Snowman. They're all they're just they're just all fun, aren't they? Every episode. They're all all of them. Good. Every single fucking Everyone. one. Very Looking good. at you, forty two. Forty two. What a load of shit. 
Um, all right. Um, Connor, what was it That's that you it. wanted to say? Okay. Aiden, do you know what WASO is? The Western Australian Symphatic Orchestra. Correct, Amundo. So, um, I don't know if they do this where you live, Dylan, yeah. but occasionally, WASO, which is like this massive orchestra in WA, um, they'll host events at like this main arena in Perth, and they'll like show movies, and instead of the movie having score... Um, this live orchestra yeah. will play with the they movie. Do that at the I've been album. wanting to go to one um, for so long. I really want yeah, to go. It's, by the way, it's 90% of the time always John Williams. Yeah, <laughs> it's always it like Indiana Jones, Harry Potter. And Star Wars. One of my favorite movies of all time and a massive tradition for me and Daniel. Like our oh, one man. Christmas tradition every year is that we watch Home Alone 1 and 2. Yeah. And a couple of days ago, they posted on um, December 10th one day after your birthday, Aiden, by the oh, way. Yeah. It was That's true. Um, they said they're going to do the first Home Alone movie with the Symphony That's Orchestra. And I, so, it's... I've got the... I've got, and we can actually show it on video now, which is awesome. This is my Home Alone final, mm. which I've said many times that I went above and beyond the final. There was only like five copies in Perth. That's so sick. And man. I got my little, my little red... My it's hell. so fucking awesome. And this is a mix between a uh, score of John Williams and the Christmas soundtrack. Um... But it is my favourite um, score from John Williams, and I, I love it a bit. And um, yeah, and I score tickets for Dan and I today. Uh, it's pretty cool because like you could get. Um, it's cool because there was like they did tickets for thirty five dollars, and you could select where you want to be like in the stadium. Obviously, the closer you are, the more expensive it was. But I was like, fuck it. I've always wanted to go to one of these things. I love orchestras. I love this movie. It's my favourite score. So I just full on went for the. $90 tickets and we're like <laughs> smack bang in like the the front and you've uh, got yeah, a so fucking violin yeah. you'll see you're that close Dude, I've got, I've literally, I should be playing as well I should be conducting that motherfucker as I've as I've watched <laughs> that's it that's so cool man I'm, I'm ecstatic yeah. it's literally my favourite um, it's my favourite movie score uh, it's my favourite Christmas movie it's one of my favourite movies of all time so to see that with and also I love I do love Wasso myself mm. so uh, yeah I I'm ecstatic about that, and I, I literally cannot wait. I, That's awesome. I know, I knew it wasn't going to sell out, but like, I did just buy tickets at like nine AM when they dropped because I just that feeling of buying tickets is like the nicest feeling, and to have something to look forward to is is awesome. So mm. yeah, I'm, I'm I can't wait for that. I'm I'm really excited. So yeah, that's my that's my news. But yeah, very cool. News. Love that. That is awesome. Thank you. That's very cool. Thank you. As Peace a bit of a, a segue, I guess. Um, so I was. Looking recently, and I looked online and saw that you know the Christmas Carol vinyl that I have, yes, the the white vinyl. Yes. Oh no, I don't. That, I know. I said yes. Which, I have no idea who you're talking about. Uh, I'm sorry. So I, I've got the the soundtrack for Christmas Carol um, on on vinyl. The and it's like a nice white vinyl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, so it ends with um, the lovely the lovely song that we all know and love. Yeah. <laughs> Great song. Um, and Nick just bought it because she was like, I think it was our very first like birthday or anniversary or something. Um, yeah. And she went and she bought me Sergeant Pepper's, the Broadchurch soundtrack, and this on vinyl. And apparently she was just kind of looking around for vinyls that had, you know, stuff that I liked and shit. And I'm pretty sure she just got it for like forty dollars or something like that. Yeah. Um, now. That fucker goes for five hundred dollars online. That's insane, and I was dude! Like, I literally saw geez. it two days ago because I was. That's so weird. You bring that up. Mm. I, I, 
I um I was uh I mentioned the other day that I want the season one and two OST mm. and I looked on eBay, which is where I found a copy of the OST of one and two, which I couldn't find anymore. And I did go across that exact vinyl and it was five hundred dollars. I saw the exact same thing. Absolutely insane. That's bonkers. Yeah. If I had money to throw, I'd buy it. I didn't even know it was I a thing, know. though. Like, when Nick gave it to me, I was like, I didn't even remember this being publicized or anything like that. So, They yeah. need to start repressing them. They would sell, like, hotcakes. I think that pretty soon, I reckon we'll start getting season by season um, Murray's oh, oh, that'd be awesome. coming out. Get some really sick artwork. Yeah, that'd be so I would, sick. I would snap that shit so up. So sick, man. Mm-hmm. I'd snap it up so quick. I'd love it. Love it um, so much. All right, yeah. shall we score a town called Mercy? Before, wait, before you... Uh, I just want to um, say something. I'm waiting. Before you go, right, um, I don't know if you spoke about this when you were talking about RTD earlier. Um, did you do the Twitter response thing to RTD? Because I know you put that on Twitter and said you were going to read out people's responses on oh, the show. Oh, fuck me. I do have something to say for just Twitter things. Go, Aiden. <laughs> it's your birthday. That's right. December 9th. So great. Um, it's almost Connor's birthday, mm-hmm, actually. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. Yeah, a couple weeks. Yeah. 17 days tomorrow. Oh, damn, son. Um, Getting old. So on Twitter, I asked, what are your thoughts on the return of RTD to Doctor Who? The Now that's what I call comedy podcast said, never heard of the guy. Has he written any sci-fi before? <laughs> now that's what I call comedy, folks. <laughs> hey! Oh, zing. Got him. No, I love that. That's, that's good Boss fun. you, mate. Um, that's why we tune in. Bloody Miss V, that's Vinny, says, I thought the ABBA comeback was the best news of 2021, but then this happens. Very true. Very true. I'm not a huge... I like ABBA, ABBA but uh, I wouldn't call myself a, like a, don't, back an ABBA stand. I don't, I don't I care for ABBA it. at all. I could not care less about ABBA. I'm so sorry. I just don't care. I didn't even hear that. <laughs> Get wrecked, ABBA. Jeez. Um, Rachel, who is uh, a new commenter for the back? show... Says, I'm beyond excited and crying tears of joy at the same time as well. The king has returned. That is damn right. Um, and then some fucking guy called Dylan has commented. Yeah, who is saying, he? Sorry. Uh, I don't know who he is. Dude, I don't know. Who's that clown? Dylan makes stuff? Yeah. Apparently? Apparently he does. Uh, <laughs> does he? <laughs> <laughs> Not from the conversation we had today. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Dylan says doesn't feel real we're living in a fantasy land because there's no way that this is actually happening it's true it's exciting that my favourite writer is returning to my favourite series but it's also exciting that the guy who wrote It's a Sin Years and Years and Cucumber is writing Doctor Who oh and all that Doctor Who's too political now yeah just wait until we see RTD's new era damn right yeah damn straight sister that guy sounds like a dickhead. <laughs> what a twat. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> no, I totally agree. Um, it just seems so overwhelmingly positive, um, even beyond... Uh, beyond What's that called? A fucking... When he got a line of tweets? What's that called again? Fred. The, the Fred. Fred. Yeah, beyond beyond that, that Twitter thread. Um, just overall on Twitter, it's so, everyone just seems so positive about it, which is awesome. It's really nice. And the only people that are, are people that are saying... That you know, they feel like they're just going to go back to 2005. They need to move forward, which I think we're all, upon the whole, I think most of us are kind of in agreement that we're we're ready for it not to be the 2005 yeah. show, and I don't think it will be that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that to my attention, Dylan. Uh, well done. No worries. Honestly, um, I will be expecting my paycheck 
sometime in the next week. (laughs) 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 I've been expecting my paycheck for the last 75 episodes, mate. Um, (laughs) uh, Okay, shall we rate A Town Called Mercy? Yes, let's do it. Do you want me to go first? All right, Dylan, you're the guest. Um, You first. So I recently announced that I'm not doing scores. uh, But guess what? The scores are back. They've returned. Woo! I'm going to give... What a crazy episode. <laughs> I'm going to give A Town Called Mercy. I've been thinking about it. And do you know what? I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Wow, what we are. It's almost a 10. I thought you for a 10, It's then. almost a 10. It's very close to 10. But the Rory not really doing anything doesn't... Um, sort of drags it down a little bit. So it's a 9 for me. Hmm. Yeah, nice. Connor? What's on the menu? Um, yeah, I think you can tell. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. We need more episodes like this. Toby, please come back with Russell. I'd love to see what else you have in store. Uh, yeah, I agree. Nine yes. out of ten. I think it's really, really good. You. I, yeah, I agree. Not quite a ten. But it's so close. Yeah, to I, be totally, I totally agree. Mm. So close. So close. You know, you know what I'm going to give it, fellas? A nine. Yay! Yes! Hey, it's a hat trick. We're all it's a hat trick. Excellent. That's so sick, man. Amazing. Let's um, go. You know, Let's you know, go. for me, why it Let's doesn't go. quite get a ten. Gone. Is is that it? Just doesn't quite have that emotional punch that pushes you to a ten. Yeah. You know, like those are the episodes that that make me give it a ten, where I, I really, really felt something at the end of the episode. With this, it's fine because it's just episode three of a of a series of standalone episodes. You know, you don't. I don't feel like this is the time in the season when you'd want a big gut-wrenching episode or, or whatever, yeah. like a heart-wrenching episode. Um, so it's fine, but that's probably the reason why it doesn't get a 10 for me. Yeah, fair awesome. enough. All right. Splendid. Awesome, awesome. I'm glad we're all on the nice same Nice one. Boat. Dylan, uh, would you like to plug yourself one last time and where can we find you on Twitter? So uh, I am on Twitter at Dylan Makes Stuff. Um, I am going to be changing that handle Um soon because it's a bit of a mouthful and uh I, i'm sort of rebranding my youtube channel at the moment um so it, it's going to change but i'll let you know when it does change but if you want to listen to the podcast we are uh what could go wrong um our twitter for the podcast is pod could go wrong and it is what could go wrong with an exclamation mark um so yeah check cool. that out if you're interested and uh yeah that's it Ooh. ready banging Awesome. Uh, well, yeah, that's been yeah. Dylan back with us once again. Great guest. Thank you. Um, and it's also been Aiden and Connor, your boys, once again. Connor is on Twitter at Hannam Connor. I'm on Twitter at Greeny underscore Pro, and we are on Twitter and Instagram at Fifty Doctor. Um, that's where we tweet and post about the show. And um, I use Twitter a lot to just talk about my Doctor Who opinions. They all go on that account and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, give us a follow on those. Give places. us a follow. Cool, shit's happening. And subscribe to the YouTube channel if you want to see us do this uh, in person as well. Very cool. Isn't that great? That's so That's cool that you're doing this. Our lovely face. I wish there was a bit of a warning yeah. that you were recording it, because then I would... I didn't know <laughs> <Yeah>. either. <laughs> I, it, fucking Aiden, it's classic but here. I look fucking it's, awful. And uh, my background, I hate it. Is it is a nice feeling to know that I'm I, the, first per- the first person on... Obviously, apart from the, the closing time review, that I'm the first person of the... the mm reoccurring uh video reviews to be on it that's pretty mm-hmm. cool uh but yeah yeah very very cool there you go well i thought you know going Based into series life. 13 there's a chance for us to maybe get a few more viewers and i feel like maybe youtube is is a, a 
bit of a better way to to approach that. Yeah. Um, so I'll probably cut this. I'll probably put it up in full and then do some little clips to take out of it to post as well. Yeah. Um, that yeah. Cool. Awesome. Banging. Um, this is where we need to sing the song, isn't it? Oh, the dreadful, the sure dreadful is. song. No, I'm joking. Oh, it, it's, it's actually it's grown the on UK's favourite uh, well, song. My, it's grown on me a little bit. My mic's still broken, so I'm using Aiden's little recorder at the moment, um, so I can't tap anything. But yeah, that's true. It's here in spirit. My mic's fucking busted, so... You! It is what it is. Lovely. Either way. Lovely job. You ready? Shall we uh, sing I'm ready. the song? Alright, I can do this. <laughs> Alright, ready? And a one, one and, and a two, and, and a skiddly doodly doo. It's Aiden's and Connor's podcast. We're doing Doctor Who reviews. We're doing Doctor Who reviews. Dylan as well. I'm, I'm also here. Yeah, Dylan, the best guest. There is no other guest. Here too, on the Doctor Who. We're doing Doctor Reviews with me, every day, Dylan, the best guest. All day, all night. All, all night, every day of the week. What a time to be alive. <laughs>